Hey, thanks for clicking on the video. This is going to be another episode of Reforge Gaming News, and it's from Friday. Every Friday, we cover a From Software game and play one, and diving into a discussion and a review and a pretty strong critique about Elden, Elden Ring's endgame. I've done a lot of research, a lot of thinking about this. I watched Joseph Anderson's very lengthy and great video. We're going to get into a lot of that in the full VOD, but right here at the beginning, what I try to do is I try to give you a very very quick rundown before we get into the live stream discussion make sure you hit subscribe and the bell button that way you don't miss these live streams this is a reforge update Elden Ring's endgame continues to be debated critiqued and criticized by fans of the game as well as youtubers and folks on reddit I watched a very lengthy video from Joseph Anderson that was recommended to me and he echoed so much of what I said about the endgame it was almost eerie and it was very affirming and validating to a lot of my opinions now I'm gonna do my best to make this a short video I went into greater lengthy detail reading comments theories and debating my chat over on reforge gaming if you want to see that full video head over there if you like these short videos hit subscribe and the bell button that way you don't miss my uploads now i want to cover at least some of the good before i start ticking off all the things that i think are actually bad with elden rings endgame so let's just talk about the good first i actually think boss design aesthetics are unmatched they they, they look absolutely wonderful and amazing they're they're epic their armor the all the things you can get from them is just unmatched it's, it's beautiful work the arenas that you fight many of the bosses in are stellar they are wonderfully designed and they really are all inspiring at times with just the scope and size and setting the music and the cutscenes are at a level of cinematic achievement for a video game that's rarely seen this game deserves tons of praise for its entirety especially when you get into the late game and you're going into these areas and boss fights they are absolutely wonderful but the bad things about the fights and some of the design decisions really undercuts the enjoyment of the end game so let's get into the things that are bad I want to say from the outset, this has nothing to do with me forcing a melee build. That's something that I commonly heard as criticism and pushback. You're not using any magic. You're not using any range. A lot of these fights are designed around that. I got very, very good input and more intellectual sort of meat on the bones of my criticisms. One of the things I continued to say about the end game of Elden Ring was that I felt like a tetherball who had to stay at like in a very, very random you know, circumference around the boss. I wasn't allowed to get close, and if I went too far away, I got spammed, and it led to a lot of irritation, a lot of lack of damage opportunity. Joseph Anderson's video puts some really, really great, I think, intellectually and well-articulated criticisms about why it feels that way. I think melee build-driven players sort of compound the blatant flaws in the endgame design. I don't necessarily think it's because they're doing melee only. It just really highlights the problems. One of the first things he talked about in his video that I finally realized why I hated it so much was the lengthy Sekiro-like combos, very spammy combos, that force you to sort of stay back and watch 
the boss. This idea that, yeah, you just have to run away or get back. It doesn't end up feeling like a duel. It sort of feels like I just have to run away. And again, just sort of watch the boss. Some of these choices feel very strange. It actually makes some of the camera issues worse. Camera problems are compounded by enemy size, speed, combo use, and AOE abundance. Area of effect attacks make all of this worse because the camera seemingly can't keep up with what the enemy is doing. So there are times you are hit, smacked, or hurt by something that's sort of coming out of nowhere, especially when you're fighting some of the dragons. It's very difficult to see when the attacks are coming because of the camera and size of the boss. Now, he made great points about how Sekiro allows you to pivot between aggression and defensive approaches to fights and both are rewarded differently depending on the boss and depending on your precision and your finesse. The combo use in this game actually forces the player to sit back or simply dodge and drain. And when I say dodge and drain, what I mean is you are spending valuable resources to attempt to dodge these combos because it drains your Stamina, which makes it very difficult to take opportunities to do damage or it makes it to where you simply can't. You're out. You've been sort of drained down to nothing. This leads to flat tires in the fight for damage opportunities with any melee ability. You're just like, I can't take advantage of it. Another thing that compounds this is the fact that combos can be chained together seemingly at random so when you think okay their combo just ended it's time for me to go do damage just kidding that will start up another combo this leads to this feeling of almost like a damage opportunity window feeling like a game of chance he outlined this especially for the melania fight millennia however you're supposed to say her name and the, her use of combos seems very strange now over on reforge gaming i'm going to go through a lengthy comment from somebody who has theorized that melania is actually pulled right out of Sekiro dlc that was shuttered and shelved and her use of of attacks, movements, and even her healing mechanic are a part of that theory. That's not in this video. You gotta watch my longer stream if you wanna catch that. Many people will say these are the times where you should be using range attacks or summoning. These solutions are equally boring and just don't feel engrossing. If you completely lean on range attacks, again, it's very boring. You're just sort of sitting back and watching the enemy whirl around like a wind-up toy and summoning is extremely boring probably more boring than range attacks because you're not actually doing anything now he did a great job in his video basically validating and saying all boss kills are boss kills but he's talking about a level of satisfaction that is lacking primarily in the end game fights all of this happens near the end of the game which feels potentially like a lack of polish or grabbing enemies mechanics and ideas from shelved Sekiro bosses that's something that a lot of people are theorizing even Godfrey feels out of place because he's actually more traditional with animations that are readable and predictable with you know more normal style attacks however he doesn't have a lot of health so he feels extremely easy and out of place now I'm not even getting into the balance 
balancing issues, the scaling issues, the ability to over-level that happens seemingly by accident. I thought Joseph Anderson did a great job in his video talking about that, but that also lends itself to these fights. He talked about how when enemies would start to do a lot of these undodgeable automatic damage attacks, which... I continued to tell people that was the case and I was constantly told that everything is dodgeable. Well, go watch his video because I actually think he's dead on with a lot of the attacks, their animations, and their potential automatic damage, as well as the overuse of combos. He does a great job showing that, listen, this is all only in the sort of end of the game. It feels like it's strained and stretched with a lot of wait, sit back, wait, watch, rinse, repeat. You don't actually feel like there's a defensive or aggressive continuum anymore. You don't feel as if there's different solutions or approaches. There's just a lot of get back why the boss dances around. Some of this is even compounded by the fact that some boss fights in arenas feel like they were intended to let you use your mount and they don't. So the Elden Beast is one that is getting traction in the community with the theory of these attacks and the setup and everything really looks like a mount fight and yet you're not able to use your mount much of this is made worse by very lengthy recovery times for heavier weapons leading to lots of trading you simply must attack and the time it takes you to recover and get away you're going to get hit and you trade that's my quickest over, like, fly over 30,000 feet. His video is like an hour and a half long. This one's going to be about nine minutes long. And those are all the things I think that make the end game incredibly frustrating. It's not a matter of it being hard. It's a matter of it being pretty boring and uninteresting, while the opening of the game and the exploration and the early game bosses are a lot more satisfying. If you like this video, head over to Reforge Gaming for a more lengthy discussion into this topic. Over here on Updates, hit subscribe. Subscribe in the bell button, and I'll see you in the next video. All right, so let's chop this up. His video is literally required viewing now. If you're going to tell me that I'm wrong about the end game, um, <laughs> if you're going to tell me that I am incorrect and that the end game's fine and you should just use range, Joseph Anderson's video is like required viewing. At the very least, skip to the back half where he talks almost entirely about all these problems that I've outlined. I actually have a very lengthy comment from somebody named Krokberg or Krokberg who left a comment on his video discussing the theory that Melania or Melania or whatever has been ripped from a Sekiro DLC uh, and her animations and attacks are completely out of place. Also, the Elden Beast very very good theories about why that is is considered to be one of the worst fights in the game it's the last which makes it worse because it's the last it's supposed to be amazing and epic and it's not and many people are starting to theorize that you should be able to use your mounts in that fight i watch it and i think he's underthinking strategies and game mechanics I don't think so, because I think he makes a very good point. He basically showed how, in a lot of these fights, sure, you can sit back and just use range to whittle them down, but it's incredibly boring, especially when so many fights in the endgame are pushing you to do that. It's like, this isn't fun, and also, it robs you of that continuum. I can't be aggressive, I can't get up in their guts, I can't play this way. It feels very much one-dimensional. You've got to back up. I'm going to retract some of my complaints on Melania for heavy weapons at least. I found her hyper armor stays only 
for her first attack. I was able to stun her out of combo with roll pokes, says Ashen. Something that he really touched on too, Ashen, that I thought was extremely helpful was he said that there was like a lack of clarity sometimes with interrupts and with combo chaining. He was like, you just can't tell when they're going to do it. It's not a matter of like, oh, this is what this combo looks like. Get out of the way. It's, well, this is what this combo looks like. Get out of the way. And she might do another one at random. And he was showing instances where that happened. Yo, what's good feed? Good to see you in the chat. I just haven't had this experience playing the game. Not saying you're wrong. I just don't get it. Um, I just, it's the, it's, it's the last, it's like all the bosses at the end. It, it blew me away. It literally blew me away how he was saying literally everything I said. I was like, I said that. I said that too. I said that too. I was like, I literally said all of these things about Elden Ring. I was like, I, 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 I can't be out in left field when, when this guy at this, at this level of prestige in the community and people really love his stuff and love his videos. It's like, we, we've got to be on to something here. There's got to be something amiss. Now, he, he admits, I think, he admits that, um, hang on, I got to update the shirt command. He admits, you know, to, uh, some of his bias, right? You know, he thinks that the, the Bloodborne and Sekiro games are like the best in the series, um, but he also uses those games, I think, as a very, very good measure of what's more fair, what's more engrossing and exciting combat. Um, her waterfall foul or waterfall is still BS. I couldn't stun her out of that with my UGS. And if I wasn't in the right position when she went up, the first flurry was going to hit me. He also pointed to Godric's um, Godric's whirlwind, like just you can't dodge it unless you basically guess. He talked about the fir- the guy that you fight before he turns into uh, Malekith. He talked about an attack there that you simply can't read properly. Uh, he talked about the the I, I think I actually think his criticism of the combos is probably the best thing that he does. He just talks about how you either completely avoid them or you dodge and drain. And I'm like, that's exactly the problem. It murders your damage opportunities. It makes it really uninteresting. I don't think any of those complaints are a big enough deal to worry or even mention. I think it completely breaks down the flow of the game. Everything you've been doing everything that you've been working toward turns into like I said, I feel like a tetherball. You, you it's like you got to get to the perfect length away from them, and you just kind of circle them, and then you go in, get your hit, and get out. This guy sounds like he needs to get better at the game. Did I need to get better at the game? I beat virtually every boss at the end within a couple of tries, simply by getting annoyed and summoning, and I, I beat the game relatively quickly, and it wasn't fun. It's not about difficulty or skill. It isn't fun. It, it, it turns from being incredibly fun. I may be po- spoiled by Bloodhound Step. He said that there were certain elements and in, in, in mechanics and attacks that were only consistently dodgeable with Bloodhound Step. He said, that's it. Like, there's just so many things you just use Bloodhound Step for. I don't think you need to use range at all. I beat the game as melee without summons, and sure, it was frustrating at times, but got through. I don't think anybody's debating whether or not you can get through or getting good it's about whether or not it's good design and whether or not it's fun whether or not it's satisfying right 
it's not about the fact that like oh you got through and you did it it's about is it designed well melee all the way it was a little challenging but I think I needed it it also seems fairly clear that bosses are designed at least partly around the summoning mechanic that's the problem melee only solo is insanely hard and as soon as you use a spirit or summons it's a lego game I think that's a great point, Fairy Man. Like, there's no in-between. Now, he gave concession. He was like, maybe this is what they wanted. Maybe they wanted you to literally feel like, yeah, you know, the game is at its hardest if I just play melee only by myself, but the minute you start doing range, magic, or summons, you end up being on sort of like this continuum of difficulty, so they created their own sort of difficulty spectrum. But I really, really think it's important to compare the combos and the length of those combos. And when you compare it to Sekiro, it really starts to make sense why this isn't satisfying. I'm not in a duel where I can finesse their combo. It's literally get away, wait for the combo to end, and now go in and get your damage. Like that I think is the issue. It's like that's not satisfying. I don't feel like I'm I don't feel like I'm finessing the fight. I don't feel like I'm in a duel. I feel like I'm watching a boss do a bunch of things and then going in and getting my one hit and getting out. This is one of the reasons that I think people are heavily leaning on over-leveling and doing insane amounts of chunk damage because they know you're not getting in there and actually like dodging, hitting, dodging, hitting, dodge block, hit, dodge block. No, it's stay away from them. Their animations are and their combos are ridiculously long. You have basically 14 health bars. You should get cheap garbage, unmitigatable damage, and instant unreadable attacks thrown at you. Yeah, I don't agree with that at all. I don't think so. Um, I, I, I don't, I don't agree. <laughs> I don't agree with that. Elden Beast feels like I have to wait for the Elden Beast to let me attack them, chasing them all over. Yeah, let me read this really lengthy comment. This is such a great comment from Crockberg. Crockberg got a ton of votes on this comment on Joseph Anderson's video, and they say the following. I'd be surprised if it isn't revealed someday that Melania's moveset was originally designed for a Sekiro DLC boss. She wields a katana, moves around insanely quick, almost exclusively has sword-based moves, like most human Sekiro bosses, and has visually stunning attacks that straight up would be fun to deflect in Sekiro and would complement that game's mechanics, as mentioned in the video. Her healing from blocking makes way more sense in Sekiro, as it would be a way to punish bad deflection timing, making her an ultimate challenge that requires complete mastery of deflection. I need to pause here. One of the greatest criticisms he makes of Melania is he says, if you have built your character around blocking, she still heals off of blocking, which completely invalidates your playstyle and your choices up to that point. And quit telling me that that means you're supposed to respect, change, or do range. I think that's bad game design if you invalidate an entire build with one mechanic, which is what she does. Continuing. Her healing from blocking makes way more sense in Sekiro, as it would punish bad deflection timing. I already read that. A lot of people have pointed out how she mirrors Wolf in many ways, wielding a katana, having a form of rot, having a prosthetic arm, and even being able to resurrect once. Melania's die twice, indeed. Okay, so 
There's also dialogue in Sekiro employ, Im- implying that t- uh, Tamo is some way connected to Dragon Rot Outbreak, furthering connecting her to Melania and my tinfoil hat world as a mirror version of Wolf. Not unique to Sekiro, but she does have all of the attack types that define the combat of that game, including sweeps that could be jump countered, stabs that could be Mikri countered, and of course, a brutal grab that'll mess your day up. The second phase attack, where those ghostly beings attack you, would be fun to learn to deflect before Mikri countering Melania's follow-up stab. I think all of this is wonderful observation in comparison, which is one of the reasons why she might feel incredibly out of place in the game. Data mining has revealed that the version of Waterfall we got in the game was made quite late in development. She had a different version before where she danced on the ground and covered much less distance, so they went out of their way to make Waterfall the most oppressive, unfun attack in the entire series, Boggles the mind. I think all of this is great observation and criticism of her fight and her attacks. Let me read what you guys are saying in the chat. If you parry her three times, you get a critical attack. Right, which would stand to reason why she feels like a Sekiro fight. It's like, what? so parrying seems to be a really, really strong approach on her. I've actually seen good footage of people uh, parrying her. I'm pretty firm on this. I will take cheap jabs and attacks over boring easy mode any day, says Distorted. I played the game uh, Mono uh, Strength, and it was rough, but I had a ton of fun. I got a thrill figuring out the bosses and how to go around it. Fun in Souls games is subjective. I loved every second, unlike some. Uh, Just use a different Ash of War. You don't have to change your entire build. Just one Ash of War. Uh, I would guess that the design concept was held over. Lots of assets and fight designs are controlled... Uh, controlled S for later use from from software. Oh, control saved. I was a little late. I would like to watch the video he was talking about. Can someone tell me the name of the video? If you search Joseph Anderson Elden Ring, you'll find it. I mean, I can try to find the name of it for here. I watched it on my phone this morning. I'll go to my I'll go to my history. Um, if you guys are tuning in and enjoying the show, do me a favor: hit subscribe, hit the bell button. Uh, make sure you are on live chat hitting the like button really really helps out the channel and uh, subscribing make sure that you don't miss my content Joseph Anderson the name of the video is Elden Ring a shattered masterpiece if you search Joseph Anderson and Elden Ring you will find his video I think he does a phenomenal job breaking down like why these are problems, why it's not enjoyable. I know you're going to be like, well, it's his opinion. I had fun. It's his opinion. I had fun. You having fun doesn't negate the criticisms that he outlines with respect to the boss design. Okay, that's 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 not a a repudiation uh, of of what of what he is saying. Okay. Now, I want to continue reading the uh, this comment from Krockberg. Krockberg left a great comment on Joseph Anderson's video, and he says, On the topic of Elden Beast, Joseph definitely nailed it. Why can we not ride Torrent? It not only makes sense for a gameplay perspective, but also from a thematic one. Here we are at the final challenge, conquering it together with our steed who has been at our side all along. We were able to take on Radagon uh, or Radagon alone, but to defeat the ultimate being in the lands between, we need our trusty companion. Almost as if both Melina and Rani knew we would have no chance of becoming Elden Lord without Torrent. 
and of course, almost all of Elden Beast's moves seem to be designed around horse combat, including tracking projectiles that can be outrun on horseback, fear the orb. He puts fear the orb in the video because that orb is annoying. Sweeping attacks and long-range sweeping beams that can be jumped over. The holy Elden Rings that you are meant to jump over but can't dodge through, as if the attack was designed for a horse that can't dodge. Large AoEs that could be fun to ride away from on horseback. The boss moving around a huge arena, meaning you have to chase after it on horseback, as you've done countless times against the game's dragons. Truly, only leaves two explanations. One, as proposed in the video... Uh, the devs kind of forgot about Torrent. Number two, at one point in development, they tested the fight without Torrent and thought the added, albeit unfun, challenge enhanced the fight and scrapped the idea of using Torrent, even though the boss was designed around this. Hopefully it's option one, as two makes my blood boil. So again, I feel like this is just really, really good observation about fights that don't quite feel polished. They don't quite feel thoughtful, right? Um, Elden Beast and the Godskin duo are the worst bosses in my opinion. Margot and Godfrey Horalu are the best bosses. Yeah, I felt that Godfrey Horalu was a fantastic boss. He just had he just had a low amount of health. He seemed to die really fast. And again, if you if you get there and you're over-leveled, I mean, you can't fault the game for that, but also it's it seems incredibly easy to fall backwards into being overleveled. Like you don't have to put a lot of effort into it. Um, Distorted says, "Don't forget to hit the like button and switch to live chat. Show you have the energy or a tarnish with maiden instead of a maidenless wretch." That's right. I don't think it should even be possible to have no hits on boss battles. The rest of the game we can debate, but there should definitely be health checks and hard to read attacks or it would be too easy. Philosophically speaking, I cannot agree with that. I think there is something pure and almost perfect about everything this boss does can be read, memorized, or reacted to, and therefore you can go in and play perfectly. Perhaps Melenia was supposed to be Lady Tamo in Sekiro, Genichiro's uh, teacher from the Fountainhead Palace. Her waterfall mimic does mimic the guard stance from that area. That's exactly what this guy said in the comment. I skipped over that. He says he thinks that she was meant to be Tamo, uh, and that they just they just pulled her from there. They pulled her move set from there. The fact that she's got like a you know uh, her her mechanical arm. The Godskin duo can be put to sleep and they just stand there. Not hard if you use other aspects of the game than just hit the thing with the stick. See, here's the problem though. I feel like some people, anytime this came up, people create a false dichotomy and the false dichotomy is use solutions that are in the game. Stop trying to do just melee. And my frustration with that is if you don't spec into range or magic, that shouldn't mean that you get in fights and your basic your approach to the fight is sit back and watch the boss. 
you're doing the same thing with range just because you're able to attack doesn't remove that idea that so much of the end game is sit back and watch the boss like even if you're doing range you haven't negated that 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 design limp i feel like the game design limps at the end it's like every boss does this spammy get back away aoe lengthy combo thing and you're like okay i'm supposed to sit back and watch the boss it's not engrossing it's not truly challenging it was one of the reasons why i didn't like cinder's scimitar phase it was just run away from him that's not interesting okay now if you have gimmicky bosses where distance is your only choice okay that's fine but when you have like five bosses in a row that are basically doing that like lengthy combos that you're like i'm just gonna sit back here and watch you the lengthy combos are able to be dodged in the middle if you're timing your tools correctly but then again it robs the player of volition it's like well if i dodge this attack i'm dodging and draining which hurts damage opportunities this is all made worse by the fact that many of the bosses can seamlessly just go into another combo when you should be able to be rewarded with the damage opportunity what this does is it creates a game of chance you're like here's my opportunity i dodged or waited now it's time for me to damage them and they're going into another like seamlessly just going into another attack he did a really good job outlining that like disrupting attacks as well as neutral stances that just seamlessly flow right into another combo creating this game of chance which then you feel as if i don't know what i'm supposed to do it doesn't seem to be clear uh you can't overlook the tools the game gives you that don't require you to respec to counter bosses yeah, but, you, but you're not telling me I can counter the boss. You're telling me I can continue to do damage to the boss. Again, you're not dealing with the foundation. You're just saying, well, you could damage them. You could use something that the game gave you to damage them. You're not dealing with the criticism. You're ducking it. You're just saying, oh, but you can, you can do this to damage the boss. Okay, that has nothing to do with the criticism. Also, use an item in the game that's that's build dependent equals respect and does not equal respect and completely change your build right but you're not again you're not you're ducking the criticism the criticism is there are lengthy spammy combos in the late game that commonly show up that's the trope of the end game is lengthy combos that lead to sit back and watch the boss and so then you basically are like i guess i need to use something to damage them I'm saying that in order to mitigate the waterfall, for example, you can use an item that will allow you to mitigate the damage and survive the attack. But see, that's no, no, I disagree with that. Having and, and listen, Joseph Anderson openly admits that he approaches these fights and he does not want to use items that cannot be regenerated, right? Because then you get into sunk costs. It's like, well, I'm losing this thing and I don't get this thing back. So it's not like healing or, you know, you're, re- you know, you're using your weapon art and then replenishing it with the, with the blue flask. You're using an item that then once you're out of that item, it's like, well, now I cannot go into this fight and, and fight it on its level ground. It's, I have to, I guess I have to go craft that item now or go farm or whatever. 
and, I, and I'm not saying that's not a bias, but I'm thinking it's a pretty reasonable one. I think it's reasonable to be like, I'm not going to go in here and be like, oh, my build doesn't work. Now I have to use something that I could potentially run out of. You can just craft another consumable, nothing too crazy. Yeah, I think it's unreasonable. You can think it's fine. I think it's unreasonable to go into a boss fight that completely invalidates the core combat of From Games and basically pushes you to a weird circumference around the boss and using consumables or range. Like You can tell me all day long that I'm being stubborn. You can tell me all day long that there are, there are solutions. That doesn't mean it's reasonable. It doesn't mean it's reasonable and it doesn't make it fun. It doesn't. There are tons of people saying this. Are we all wrong and stubborn? Or did From Software dial in some lazy design in the endgame? Like, just think for a moment. Really analyze all the fights in the game. Analyze how they flow. Analyze how you solved them. Okay? Why, especially in the endgame, are you being shoved to a very particular ring around the enemy where you're watching them do stuff? I see other people finessing the fights, no hits, level one, a huge number of things, and none have an issue with AOE and need range or need consumables. Yes, but this is com- this is this is cherry picking from the top of the pile and ignoring design flaws. Just because someone can finesse a fight doesn't mean it has no flaws. That's not that's not logically connected. Just because people are finessing the fights with no hits does not mean that these things are okay or good. There are tons of people who post videos on Flare. They say something. That's a red herring. It has nothing to do with what I'm saying. I didn't argue fallacy of the group. I said we're being dismissed as if we're being stubborn or playing the game wrong. Now, he said... He said the end game boss design made him feel like he was playing the game wrong, which I think is basically what you guys are just conceding to. Yeah, I'm playing the game wrong. I shouldn't expect to use my build in this fight. I should be expected to do what the fight dictates. And I think he's right in criticizing this. I really do. I think when you go and you fight in Sekiro and you start to see there's a continuum here of aggression and defense and you can choose which way you want to lean to greater or lesser success and in this game it is so much stay the frick back and watch the boss like that that's not that's not good dynamic gameplay the irony of saying oh there's tons of options in the game there's tons of options use the options and they dial in something that is incredibly flat tire and repetitious in the end game they're not actually creating variety in the end game it's the antithesis of variety it's stay the frick back and watch them do their combo or or do trading or do dodge and drain like, you're not given the option to say, oh, I can finesse the fight, I'll stay in here, and I'll I'll get into the boxing ring. You are, as he said, you feel like you're being punished because your build's not, not right or wrong or something. This isn't Sekiro, unfortunately. This is Dark Souls. No, see, but that's a mistake. This is something that he pointed out that was so good. I swear this video should be required viewing for anybody disagreeing with me because he he builds on so many problems with the game before arriving at this point, right? 
and I'm not doing his video justice because it's an hour and a half. You're arguing the game was designed wrong? No, it's designed... I think the end game is designed poorly. I think the end game bosses are designed very poorly. And I think to say this isn't Sekiro, it's Dark Souls, then why did they borrow so many boss design and combat design ideas from Sekiro and the player's not empowered to mitigate those things? Right? You see what I'm saying? Like, the idea of saying, oh, well, this isn't Sekiro, but they, they, they borrow fundamental design philosophy ideas from Sekiro, and then we don't get to use the things from Sekiro. Do you, does, that, does that make sense? We might be, this might be a hot take, but when we're talking accessibility, may the game, maybe the game isn't for you too. That again is just a dodge. You're just dodging the criticism. To get out from under the criticism, you're going to say that the game isn't for us. I loved every minute of the open world, the art style, the dungeons, the boss fighting, the discovery, the mystery, the everything about it. And when I got to the end game, everything this guy said was exactly what I said. So are we all off our rocker? We're just like stubborn idiots? Or is there fundamental problems in the end game? Why are all these people saying these things? I feel like Elden Ring is the type of game where you shouldn't expect your build to work on every scenario. See, but again, you're you're projecting into the criticism. No one's saying that your build shouldn't be weaker or stronger in certain fights, but it is unreasonable to invalidate your entire build for the most part. Your build just gets entirely invalidated. It's like, well, what the frick? So I, and then what you do is you have to play in a very specific way. You stay back and you watch the boss, boss finishes animations, and then you go in and get your hit and get out. It's not, and I, and this is, this, everything he said was what I said. It's like completely different guy. He is uber experienced in FromSoft games. He went back and played Dark Souls 1, 2, 3, Bloodborne and Sekiro before making this video and he was making comparisons the entire time between the design, the challenge, the way that they all felt. This guy is like uber experienced. I'm like a very new From Software convert and everybody blamed all of my criticisms on inexperience and stubbornness. You objectively cannot control the fight tempo of the endgame bosses, and that is his entire point. Yes, there's no continuum of me creating aggression or defense. It's run the frick away. They're going to do this combo, and you just have to wait until it's over, and then get your damage in. And then, to add insult to injury, oftentimes, as that combo's ending, they will randomly go into another one. Pure chance, pure RNG. Ant says, stop dismissing the point and address the criticism. Bosses which invalidate a core gameplay type of sword and board is bad if you disagree why. Yes, that's the criticism. Why is melee driven combat so incredibly invalidated in the end of this game? It's a From Software game where the final bosses completely invalidate a melee driven build. Why is that a good thing in your mind? Why do you think that's good game design? Why should my build be so weaker and more invalidated in the endgame? 
Like, look at Dark Souls 1, 2, 3, Bloodborne, and Sekiro and make sense of that. Like, the, the, the melee builds are so heavily invalidated. It's not invalidated as such. I have done the whole game with melee. So, one of the problems I think with this game is, and it's reinforcing people that think melee is totally fine, is you're beating fights absurdly fast because you're going in over leveled with like double swords and you're you're getting your one hit in and now you only need to get like seven more hits in again you're not finessing the fight you're just staying away from the boss running in jumping wham wham and then you run away or you're doing something that he talked about because recovery windows are also glitched he showed this he showed a very great side-by-side comparison of somebody using one melee weapon and dual wielding and he showed that there's virtually no recovery difference between the two which feels incredibly stupid because well then i'll use two swords the frick like he showed he showed heavy jump and all these attacks and the recovery into dodge is sometimes slower with one sword than with two which is kind of crazy and it's virtually always identical make sense of that as well it doesn't make any sense that's bizarre that's not balanced I've seen people beat uh, Melania in like 10 tries using halberds and no summons ashes or bleed Man, I, I really feel like one of the biggest problems with the From Software community is you feel that if you can find a really good player, it invalidates any criticism of design. Well, this guy did it with a blindfold while eating spaghetti and, you know, talking to his grandma on the telephone. So clearly there's nothing wrong with the game. That has nothing to do with the discussion or the argument. There's nothing to do with the discussion or the argument. Elden Ring definitely isn't balanced whatsoever, and I'm fine with that. <laughs> That's fine. It's totally fine. Right. I mean, you can accept it. You can accept it. That's fine. You can't cater for all. <clears throat> I'm not asking for the game to be catered to me. I'm not. I think Joseph Anderson and myself and many other people have made very good, compelling, and convincing arguments that something changes in the late game of Elden Ring. There is this odd lack of polish. There's this odd choice to constantly make the player feel like you can't come near the boss. Their, their, their combos are lengthy, so sit back or dodge and drain. Like, they do it a ton. We're not, we we can't be just saying this because we're stubborn or angry. There's got to be, we're completely different players with completely different approaches, philosophies, and experiences, and yet we're saying the exact same things. I just don't see the criticisms as much more than opinion. Then your defenses are just opinion, and we're at an impasse. Like, he doesn't, he doesn't argue purely opinion. He breaks down fundamental flaws in this design point. He breaks down and shows. He shows examples of the element of chance. He shows, he shows uh, situations of trading. He shows situations of... Uh, what's the other thing that he shows? Shoot. He talked about the trading. He talked about the chance. And he talked about... Oh, he talked about inconsistency in jump iframes. He's got a great he's got a great slow-mo that shows how awful they are, 
which is why I stopped using them. Hilarious, Mr. Stubborn Lono, Mr. Inexperienced From Software fan, I said, jumping's incredibly inconsistent, so I don't use it. And he does a slow-mo in the Elden Beast, and he's like, look at this, like, jumps and gets away, no problem, jumps and gets hit, no explanation. Looks like he dodged, looks like he cleared the attack, got hit anyway, okay? Again, everybody, I think so often my criticisms of these games are dismissed in sort of a gatekeeping, Lono doesn't know what he's talking about, you're a stubborn player kind of way. And then one of the most experienced players that's been covering all of these games since who knows when says the exact same stuff. I felt so validated watching his video. I'm like, I'm not some stubborn, inexperienced from software player. I said the same dadgum thing about jumping. The frick, it doesn't work half the time. Doesn't make any sense, right? He broke down jumping, he broke down trading, he broke down, um, what was the other thing he broke down? He broke down the combo chances. I'm missing one of the other elements of criticism that he made, and I can't remember what it was. So he's not just arguing from opinion. He's he's slowing down the fights in slow-mo and saying, this this is a flaw. This isn't how this is supposed to work. And he, and, he, and, he, and he shows you, he's like, this is, this is exactly why this is so frustrating. This is exactly why this is so broken. It's not just, oh, I'm a melee player and I don't like it. I think it's very easy to dismiss all the criticisms of, you're just a melee player and you don't like it. It's like, no. I've said like eight other things. I'm not just saying I don't like it. One of the greatest things he said was, it's not that it's hard, it's that it isn't fun. It's like, once you realize what you're supposed to do, you're like, this is incredibly boring. Like, I said that verbatim as I finished Elden Ring. I was like, this isn't fun. It's bo- it's boring. And he said the exact same thing. We're completely different players. Jumping involves your lower body part being rendered unhittable, but when your upper body gets hit, you're going to take damage. No, he showed an attack that literally comes from the ground, and it didn't work. He did the same jump, he timed it exactly the same, he slowed it down, and he gets hit on the second one. It's so weird, I was only able to beat the Elden Beast with a strength build. I had a blast learning the endgame bosses, some took a while, but it made it that much more satisfying when I did beat them as a melee player. If Elden Ring is so boring, why are you always talking about it? If arguing is enjoyable, why are you so bad at it? You definitely are stubborn. You can still be correct, but you shouldn't say you aren't stubborn. I didn't say I wasn't stubborn. I said that my criticisms are dismissed because I'm an inexperienced from software player and I'm stubborn. Those are not valid reasons of, of, of rejecting my criticism. That's ad hominem. You're making it about me as a player instead of what I'm saying. Nobody, like, every day that I was criticizing Elden Ring Endgame, every day I was playing it, so many of the From Software fanboys were attacking me instead of the argument. Well, you're stubborn. Well, you're melee only. Well, you're refusing to do range. Well, you're refusing to do summons. Well, you're refusing to do magic. Well, this, this, you're making it about me. Rather than engaging with the criticism, you're just like, well, it's, it's you. It's your, the, you're the problem. It's your, if your play style, it's your stubbornness. It's like, what? How does that have anything to do with damage that seems virtually impossible to dodge? How does that have anything to do with chance of combos being stringed together, leaving damage windows as an RNG chance of damage or getting smacked in the face? 
You find it boring, but you still get it done faster than the average base. Why? Okay, let's look at Elden Beast. You say it's spammy and keeps running, so that makes it boring. Okay, for a person who plays Souls games, that's annoying to the ebb and flow for something like Pontiff. But what else does it do? It forces you to stay away and learn those attacks. You learn those mechanics of the boss in two or three phases, and what did it get you? A four to five hit window once you finally got close enough and beat the boss easy. So as I said in YouTube chat, maybe this wasn't made for Souls players. As the director said, more people are going to beat this than the old games. Alright, let me take what you're saying, Fuzzy, and let me tell you why his criticism is so good, and he put meat on the bones for why I find that to be boring and stupid. You don't feel like you're fighting the boss, you feel like you're watching the boss. And I think that happens too often in the end game. Like, I'm not fighting the boss, I'm watching the boss. It, 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 it's not a matter... See, and that's where everybody's making mistakes. They're like, well, if you played range, well, if you used stuff in your inventory, what the frick does that have to do with the fact that I'm sitting back and watching the boss? How, how, is, that an, how is that an answer to the criticism? I'm just watching the boss. I'm not fighting the boss. This isn't Sekido. This isn't this isn't Pontiff Sullivan. This isn't me in the trenches. This isn't me finessing. This isn't me dodging. This isn't me parrying. This is me watching. Oh, he's done now. My turn. Like Think about that for a second. Like even if I accept your comeback of use range change your build or use stuff in your inventory okay why is the strategy for like 70% of the end I don't even know about I'm not going to give a number I'm not going to give a number the flat tire of the end game is let's make it really crazy hard and the answer is sit back and watch them like that's the answer even if you're using range attack you're doing the same thing you're just getting in some damage you're not doing anything different than I am you're just casting or, or putting attacks on them at range you're still just sitting back and watching them someone else with a different build is going to be doing something else during that window what are they going to do that's so different Eugene what are they going to do are they going to get out a skateboard and, and ride over to the boss? Did I did I miss the, 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 the talisman skateboard? They're doing the same thing I'm doing. There is just this giant sit back and watch window. You're just attacking in the window with range and I'm not. There's no difference between what we're doing except you're capitalizing for damage. It's still boring. Do you think the Elden Beast was meant to be more of a spectacle boss like the dragon in Sekido? I mean, if that was their choice, you have to question why would that be your choice? How would, why would your final boss be a spectacle boss that you're staring at 80% of the time? Like, get out a stopwatch and really break down what, what Joseph Anderson is saying. If you're spending the majority of your time not engaging... That's literally what I'm talking about. Like, how is that fun? How is that, how is that in, intense? The damage windows for range builds are longer than for melee builds uh, into that fight. I don't, I, wait, hang on. You're saying the damage windows for range builds are longer than for melee builds. So what you're telling me is it was a design decision by From Software 
for the end game of Elden Ring to be like, we need to give ranged builds big windows for attacks. So, so there's these big giant windows of time where you just have to stay back from the enemy. So what you're saying is, is they had to do that in order to give the ranged guys a chance. I play only magic and I feel like the end game bosses that I'm fighting, I feel like I'm playing a turn-based game. Right, you're just doing a ton of just spectating. You're not, it doesn't feel like a duel. I agree with that as well, says Ashen. Imagine fighting the dragon without your grapple. That's what Elden Beast is kind of like since you don't have a mount. Yeah, I, you will never convince me that the that the Elden Beast fight that you're meant to you they they originally built that fight around you having torrent and they just decided not to give you torrent. Who cares it's one boss? Do we talk about the real end game PVP? I mean if if you don't like what we're talking about, it takes very little effort to leave. It's called learning attack patterns. Just being able to spam R1 R2 attacks is boring. Okay, false dichotomy. No one's asking for that. I think it's that they make it like this it's because magic builds are easier so melee is harder. I, I, that's a false dichotomy. I'm not saying I should be able to spam R1 and L2. That's not what I'm saying. Think of it this way. From Software games have certainly evolved, but they are still fundamentally melee-based games. Look at the number of weapons, look at the number of options, and they are fundamentally melee-based games. Yes, magic is an option. It is a, it is a choice, it is a build, it is certainly viable to varying degrees, lesser and greater viable in particular fights depending on the boss's design, sure. But these games still at their core are melee-based games, okay? And you spend the entirety of the game using your build that you've come up with and many people completely understandable are going to lean towards melee it seems to be unreasonable or unpolished at the very least for the end game to lean so heavily on basically telling melee players Sit back and shut up. Just wait. You're not allowed to be a part of this fight. You're observing. Okay, okay, now you can come get your hit in. Oh, just kidding. Here's another combo. Like, that's what he gets at in the video. He's like, if if you have a, a boss fight like this, that's okay. But you have multiple boss fights like this in the end game, and it's incredibly enjoyable, right? They keep saying Lono needs to get better, essentially. He beat the game. His complaint is that it's not is not that it's too hard. You're not addressing what his criticism is. Yeah. I I beat the game just fine. That's exactly right. I I beat the game. After progressing past Margot, the game definitely had a tempo change, which requires adjustments, says Bloodtide. You can still dance with these bosses without just watching, but his trading argument is valid. Thank you. Like I just, the fact that you've beaten it or people have beaten it with certain builds or that there's no hit videos out there, none of that deals with the criticisms of like, there's a massive amount of trading, there's a massive amount of combos that the most efficient way to deal with a lot of the combos is literally just get the frick back and wait until they're done. Because again, 
some of those attacks and styles and design decisions feel ripped right out of Sekiro. It's like, okay, well, it makes sense in Sekiro. Why? Because I can manage this in a variety of ways. I can run away. That's more defensive. That's more evasive. I can play aggressive, right? Um... Apparently that guy doesn't either. Okay, so Eugene says, most people running melee are using weapon consumables and magic to buff their character, and those windows are there partially for that. And you don't see that because you don't use those items, and apparently that guy doesn't either. This guy's a virgin? I am? Okay. So, that's that's your ability? That's the height of your intellect? That's, that's That's the height of your intellect. What is that? Like a four? What, I think if we psychoanalyze that, what is like a fourteen or fifteen-year-old's ability to discuss? You you don't agree with me, and so that's your insult. I I I I, tr- I truly wonder sometimes how people like you tie your shoes. Like, how did you even get here? You know what I'm saying? To lack just such basic intelligence, I don't even know how you use the internet. For me personally, Godfrey and Horalu was the best fight in the game. I agree. I think Godfrey and Horalu should have more health, and then it's the perfect fight. It's the it's the perfect fight. So you're a virgin then? No, next month I'll be married 15 years and I have two children. What else would you like to know about my sex life? I don't believe you have to run away from every attack. You can dodge through them often or jump over to get closer to the boss. It's a matter of placement from the player. Let me try uh, let me let me try and make the, the 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 point another way. It's not that you can't have bosses that do that. Let me make that point. Let me make that concession. It's totally fine to have bosses that frustrate particular builds, okay? I'm I'm not I'm not saying I should be able to go into every fight and have essentially zero rough spots or zero weak spots in my build. I am not arguing for that. I feel like a lot of people are pushing against what I'm saying and what Joseph Anderson has said, and you're pushing against it as if I'm. that's my position. That's not my position. My position is that the end game becomes simply that frustrate the melee build create all of these rhythms that are unenjoyable and boring and that's the issue these end game fights have this common theme of lengthy combos that you're better off just watching running and running and running teeny tiny damage windows that you might be completely robbed of the boss could either leave backflip away or just decide to trigger another you know trigger another combo right so the issue is not oh these fights are ridiculous let me say it another way if a if these bosses were strewn throughout the game and periodically you're like ah frick here's one of these fights where my melee build kind of sucks it wouldn't be a problem it's because they're so close together at the end it feels as he asserts 
it feels as if they sort of ran out of time or they just started borrowing mechanics bosses or ideas from shuttered Sekiro DLC and it feels out of place it's like this feels like a Sekiro boss and I can't do anything that you can do in Sekiro well at least not to the same degree you seem to be coming across as your opinion is correct like everybody in chat and like you and like every human being alive how dare I when it's your opinion and we all like different things mythological playstyle is for some the harder the better right every person thinks their opinion is correct do you walk around and think you're just wrong about stuff well I think I think uh, I think Elden Ring's endgame is just fine but I'm probably wrong about that nobody does that no one thinks and acts in this way you're not you're not saying anything or attributing anything to me that isn't true of everyone typing in chat right now agreed especially for Malekith the rest I don't really have a problem I think Melania Malekith um, Radagon and the Elden Beast I think all of them are incredibly unsatisfying boss fights I don't think they're very good Oh, I thought we already banned him. It's I don't. I, it's hard to read. I don't really read. I don't really read comments from lower life forms. I so I wasn't seeing what he was saying. Sorry. I do believe that Melania is the and the beast clergyman are really spammy. But maybe this is by design. That's why they put in summons to split aggro. Yeah, I think he does a really really good job in the video showing why why summoning like as a solution is just as unsatisfying as just running away right look at this let's just talk about the solutions and why i find them to be really really unsatisfying okay so you can summon to split the aggro which that's what i did teach a one a bunch of my fights for me I will not try to hide that from anybody, okay? I got annoyed, summon TJ, okay? So that's a solution. We can say these are solutions because they lead to victory. You may not like the solution, but it is a solution, okay? So summoning is a solution for everything I'm talking about. Why? Well, it, it's it's a great pressure reliever. This boss is incredibly agile. Their combos are incredibly frustrating, this is a solution to get around that. I don't have to deal with it, you know. Oh, this the, the, the orb and the spammy attacks from the Elden Beast, I can summon, and then I don't have to worry about the aggro. It really frees me up to freely run across here and go chop his legs, okay? So that's a solution. It's just a fully, fully lean on summons. So if we're creating a spectrum of solutions here, summons like all the way down here, which feels like the least appealing to a lot of people because you're not really doing anything. You're pressing a button and then TJ shows up and does all the work, okay? So as a solution, I think that's one of the least appealing. I also think it's one of the least satisfying. Now, you may disagree. That's fine. I think it's really hard to take satisfaction from something that you aren't doing, okay? You're not actually doing it, okay? The next solution is to say... I have a host of options that are outside of my build that I can try. We could call this the adjustment or respec solution. The idea of I can do 
I would consider this to be a temporary respec. You're not going and respending your points, but you're changing your build, you're changing your loadout, you're changing what you're using, okay? It's like a temporary respec adjustment adaptation. I think there's something to be said about this, okay? There's something admirable about somebody who is adaptable, who is uh, malleable to the game, okay? You're malleable to the game, and you adapt, and you go and you find all these things you're like okay I can use this or I can use that and it makes my weapon stronger alright then the other solution is find a way to completely avoid it and that's what I think a lot of people started feeling like well that's the best thing to do I can experiment with range I can experiment with items I can experiment with all these things or the path of least resistance, right, is where people tend to land. And this is why I think there's two pits that people keep falling into with these endgame boss designs. Path of least resistance, right? Well, summon Tiche or the Mimic, and they'll do a bunch of the work for you. That's a path of low resistance. It doesn't take much to do, okay? And then the other path of low resistance is just keep creating space so that you don't have to deal with the combo. You don't have to deal with the spam. You don't have to deal with the AOE. Now, the reason that I find these two solutions to be incredibly boring and unsatisfying is exactly what I just talked about. You're not doing, you're not really doing anything. Does that make sense? With, as an example, people threw this in my face and I got a little irritated, but I actually think it's a very good example. You can't do any of this with Ishin. You can't. Ishin, it's either you beat him or you pack it up and go home. Okay? Hesitation is defeat. He's the longest boss fight I've ever endured in a FromSoft game. I've played and beat Dark Souls 3, Sekiro, and Elden Ring. And Ishin is God, okay? Ishin is king. You'll never convince me otherwise. I hate him as much as I love him, okay? He is God. And I never would have been able to beat Ishin with these solutions that I'm outlining. So what's the most satisfying boss fight I've ever completed? Ishin. Okay, why? Because I couldn't summon and I couldn't avoid him. I had to face him head on, right? Now, that doesn't mean that every boss fight needs to be this way, but I think the spirit of that and the philosophy of that should inform these fights. And what happens is, is they don't. You end up coming into the fight and you're just sort of like, okay, I can either completely avoid this attack, which doesn't take a whole lot of effort, it just takes patience, or I can summon. The option to go in the middle, which so many of you are saying, do this, do this, do this, do this. Ironically enough, it doesn't look a whole lot different. It doesn't look a whole lot different than the people who just avoid the combos. You're just doing something during that time period. You're using that time period to buff your weapon, use an item, use range, use magic, right? You, you've, you've got a cornucopia of options within, within the, within that field, right? What about the solution going in and using melee if that's what you want to do? Okay, but you're not, you're not listening very closely, so I'm going to restate it, Paul. 
I'm not saying that you can't do that. I'm saying path of least resistance. That's where your mind tends to go. Path of least resistance is avoid it. Path of least resistance is summon. This is why I think so many people are agreeing with me. That doesn't make me right. Hear what I'm saying. I think so many people agree with me because of the human instinct to say survival instinct, path of least resistance. What do we do? We take the easiest path. Why do we do that? Study animal behavior. Study why do do lions hunt for babies instead of full-grown males? Why? Because it's easier. It's path of least resistance. They want to eat dinner. Okay? So, human instinct, I think, is driving a lot of players to do that. Is that wrong? No. But I think it's why so many people say... I felt like my build was invalidated at the end of the game, so I just started summoning. I felt like my build was invalidated at the end of the game, so I just started running away from the bosses to avoid their really annoying combos. You can't do that because Sekiro has one build. It's totally designed around one build. Elden Ring and Dark Souls has to make thousands of builds viable. Yes, and I conceded that while making that point. I said, you can't make Elden Ring like this. You can't make every fight like Ishin. But what you can do is take the spirit of that and try to implement that as a philosophy. And I believe that philosophy is entirely vacant from Elden Ring's endgame. Elden Ring's endgame is very much spectacle over finesse. There's just a lot of spectacle. And I think it's great, but it just it doesn't lead to satisfying gameplay. Yes, that's my opinion, but... Others are sharing that opinion. They're looking at the grand scope of FromSoft games and they're saying the end game of Elden Ring is just so much skept- spectacle that you're not really feeling like you're you're in the fight or finessing the fight or enjoying the fight. Now that doesn't mean that I can't go back and finesse these fights. That's not what I've said. I've not once said that you can't. It's that the pathway to finessing doesn't feel as enjoyable as it has in other games. Maybe it's because you have too many options at your disposal, or maybe it's because avoidance just makes the most sense. Just stand back, just run away. I did it to Malekith. I did it to Melania. I did it to the Elden Beast. I did it to uh, Do- Dodagon or whatever his name is. I love the streams, but I honestly didn't encounter any of these issues with the melee build. No summons. I'm not saying you're wrong, but I will agree that the final boss... Uh, the final boss show fight. Yeah, even people that don't agree with me, I think everybody agrees that like Elden Beast is annoying and terrible and not a fun way to end the game. <laughs> it's like, listen, 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 everybody calm down. We can all agree that Elden Beast sucks, right? Yeah, yeah! And then we get back to debating. Like, everybody hates Elden Beast. I don't know anybody that thinks it's a great fight. Well, I mean, I shouldn't say that. There's probably somebody that thinks it's a great fight. Generally speaking, the majority of people that enter these debates are like, listen, bro, Elden Beast is utter refuse, but I don't agree with anything else that you're saying. (laughs) (laughs) I disagree. I stand by work smarter, not harder. It doesn't make sense to work against yourself. And everything I just said agrees with what you're saying, Mo. See, I think so many people are going, and you're just going off in left field and not engaging with what I'm saying. Not once did I say it's too hard. I said the solutions aren't satisfying. Run away from them. Avoid the combos. Just watch them and wait till they're done. Or summon or just do a bunch of range attacks. It's, that's not satisfying. 
It's such an enormous departure from everything you've done up to that point. So it doesn't feel satisfying. Don't you see? I'm not saying it's too hard. I didn't say I had to work harder. I said, this is this is annoying. This isn't fun. How is this power fantasy? Hey, we know that you've been working really hard on that build. You spent a lot of resources on that sword. What you're going to need to do now is... It has nothing to do with that. <laughs> you're going to want to use magic, or range, or run away, or summon. These are all at your disposal. There's a lot of build diversity in this game, and your build's been pretty invalidated here. It'll still work. You'll still beat the boss, but it's not going to be very fun. Does that? Maybe that's maybe that's the approach I need to take with this discussion. It typically in a game like this, okay. Your build's going to have rough spots. There's going to be fights that feel like, wow, that's a fight that's tough for range. Wow, that's a fight that's tough for melee. So I, I'm not debating I'm not debating that. What I'm debating is you get all the way to the end and you spend all this time trying out builds, trying out things. You've got the one that you like. And then they're like, yeah, but the end game is really built around combos, flurries, spam, and AOE. So you can't really you can't really lean on that. Your build's not going to feel like it gets to flourish. What don't you want your build to flourish? Don't you want your build to feel good? I'm not saying play style. I'm saying your build. Like your build should feel like it gets to flourish, and I don't feel like that happens with the end fights in Elden Ring, the end bosses. I don't agree with that, says Wheezy. I was aggressive all the way from start to finish. Obviously, there are certain attacks that you can't just face roll in. That's kind of the nature of the game. Yeah, I didn't ask to be able to face roll everything. Able to be stagger locked is just boring. Yeah, I'm not asking for that. See, I I think people keep running to extremes. I'm not asking to be able to face roll through everything or stagger lock. I've, I've not once even indicated that. It's the reliance on combos that the best solution is to observe the combo rather than dodge and drain or you just, you know, you you use range, right? You just get back and use range while they're doing it or again, you just you just kind of watch them. And here's the other thing I've said. If they spread these guys out, I don't think I would care as much. It's because they're all so close together, it starts to get worrisome. It's like Why'd you guys dial this in so much at the end? Why does it feel like the Elden Beast should have a mount? I don't understand. It doesn't... If these guys were all the way spread out, it wouldn't be as big of a deal. You're ignoring the best solution. The game has co-op for a reason, and it's tons of fun. Well, okay, I, I let's add that in then, Meech. If you go back to my rant on that, let's add that in. You can summon or do co-op. I find that to be another path of least resistance less satisfying solution because you're not actually the one doing it Tinche is, Tinche is doing it or the Mimic's doing it or your buddy is doing it maybe because it's your statement of it being unsatisfying invalidates people who found the end game satisfying because they became adaptable and resourceful I don't think it's invalidating I don't think it's invalidating. I think it's if you if you feel like your your feeling of satisfaction's invalidated my opinion, then I think you need to put a little, you know, put some points into 
not being I'm not saying you're insecure but if somebody feels that like that's just an insecurity it shouldn't be that threatening for me to be like yeah I think that's unsatisfying I think that's boring there are plenty of people that think that that doesn't mean that it is boring that means it's boring to me I'm not going to do that could you state your opinion in full I'll give my best too long didn't read if you've never been here before every Friday is from Friday make sure and smash that like button hit subscribe and the bell button if you're enjoying the conversation we will be playing Elden Ring later today I'm on New Game Plus okay I'm gonna give you my summary thoughts in just a second also for those of you that have been around for a really really long time don't forget that tonight is a Madam Crumpet stream. I'll be playing a video game with my wife, and that is members only. If you've been considering doing a membership, we would love to have you jump in. We're trying to drive membership up because it drops significantly, and we really need membership to go up. We thought, okay, it makes the most sense to start offering reasons to click join. So, yesterday, you guys missed it. The Thursday throwdown was a ton of fun. It was an extra stream. We did a third stream yesterday. Members only. We just hung out and talked. It was AMA. It was hilarious. It got a little spicy. And uh, if you click the join button, five bucks a month gets you into all that extra content, and it does support me directly, okay? And we do need those numbers to go up. Don't forget our other channel, Reforge Radio, also has membership incentives now this week we discussed elon musk will smith uh the don't say bills i know they're not called that but we discussed all that over on reforge radio and this afternoon you can pick my wife's brain about all those topics again members only both channels uh are you know fairly fairly well identified now they're very different channels so you can do that and as usual when i mention members and the ability to support the channel monetarily a bunch of people left the non-paying YouTube culture continues. <laughs> you literally can't mention payment on this on this website. People hate to hear about it. Anyways, now, let me give you my too long didn't read. Yes, salt shakers, am I right, guys? You guys missed out yesterday's members-only stream. All right, here we go. This is my too long didn't read opinion on Elden Ring's endgame. I feel that the end game of Elden Ring specifically with the bosses utilizes too much spamming AOE lengthy combos where damage cycles and damage opportunities are rare or extremely unenjoyable it doesn't feel fun and it's not just for melee players only it's generally how it feels many people say elden beast is probably the worst example of this and seems as though you should be able to have your mount much of this i think is articulated very well in joseph anderson's video where he points out how much of this seems to be borrowed from sekiro and yet you're not equipped with the tools from sekiro to deal with incredibly lengthy combos very lengthy combos in Sekiro can be used against the boss or just completely dodged. In this game, the lengthy combos do not have that relationship to the player and are therefore, I think, incredibly frustrating. I have conceded multiple times that if these types of bosses were more spread out throughout the game, it wouldn't be that big of a deal. You would say, oh, here's one of those combo type bosses. I have to sort of employ the stay back strategy or the summon strategy or the use whatever range solution I have strategy. Okay, so I don't have a problem with bosses being like that. 
I don't like how the end game turns feels like it turns into that. You, I played most of the game and had no issue with being primarily an aggressive, stubborn, dumb dumb with a melee build, and all of that seems to sort of fall apart in the end game. Now, what I am not saying, because I know you're already typing it, you from software boys, I know you're typing this. You're already typing it, okay? I'm not saying it's too hard. I'm not saying it's unfair, and I'm not saying it's too challenging. I'm saying it's unfun. It isn't enjoyable. It feels like a flat tire. It feels as if you are being funneled to very different play styles, and the path of least resistance is just summon. Just summon or run away, and both of those solutions are not the only solutions, but they seem to be the easiest and most effective, and it therefore feels incredibly unsatisfying. I beat the end game basically with Tiche, and it did wasn't very fun. Now nobody forced me to do that, nobody made me do that, but the instinct to go down the path of least resistance is pretty strong in most people. Unfun is an opinion. Thank you for stating the obvious. I also am wearing glasses and there is, you know, studio foam behind me. Yes, unfun is an opinion. They tried too hard to merge Sekiro and Souls too much, says Recusant Invader. By doing this, I think it lost a lot of the charm from the other game series. Meech says, I really think you should engage with multiplayer in this game before you write it off as unsatisfying. This is not an answer to anything that I have said. When you summon a buddy, the boss's health boo increases dramatically. Again, none of this is a response to what I have said. It doesn't deal with design, design frustrations or a flat tire or... There are also just design flaws that need to be adjusted with respect to recovery windows being incredibly inconsistent on melee weapons. Some of my frustrations with what I called, I need to face tank, basically, if you use like Radon swords, some of that is because the recovery windows simply don't make sense with the rhythm of the bosses and the rhythm of the enemies. Right? Like, there's there's weird recovery window problems with some of the melee weapons. They just don't seem to make any sense. I see multiplayer as a path of least resistance that allows for engaging and fun boss battles. But I just don't think that's an answer to anything that I'm saying. Summons are unsatisfying, says Wheezy. I don't know. I felt pretty good not using them on the playthrough, one outside of the first time. You can't stop people from taking the path of least resistance. Yeah, I'm not saying to try to stop people from taking the path of least resistance. I'm simply trying to diagnose why so many people think what I think. People are very much split on the end game. You know that, right? Like, I know a lot of you guys are like, there's a no-hit video, or I had no problems. That doesn't mean that, that these criticisms are invalid or out of left field. I'm trying to diagnose why people are fall- falling into these criticisms, why they're landing where I'm landing. I'm not trying to necessarily convince you, hey, you shouldn't have enjoyed that fight. You should have hated it like I did, right? Hey, you shouldn't have had fun. No, I'm trying to say, this is why a lot of people think this. Th- this is why so many people are saying, man, the end game in this game is it's not that great. It's kind of annoying. It's kind of stupid and unfun. It feels it feels poorly designed. They're saying that because of everything I'm trying to outline. It's like, this is why they're feeling that way. 
Because the instinct is, well, frick it. I'll just summon. Well, frick it. I'll just run away. And that's just isn't satisfying. As, again, as I said, you feel like you're watching the bosses more than you're fighting them in the end game. They put them in the game specifically to help people beat the game because most people would need them, whereas idiots like me just bashed our heads against the wall until we killed things. I can't say I felt the same thing about the end game. Yeah, I don't expect people to feel the same way as me. Many late game bosses have undodgeable attacks for a melee player with little to no telegraphing, so positioning is purely luck based, unless you are playing very passively, which is very tedious. That is exactly what Joseph Anderson gets at in his video. You feel like you are watching the boss instead of fighting the boss. You're just sitting back, and your damage windows are incredibly small. This is why I put the Radon swords down. I'm like, this is stupid. I have a teeny microscopic damage window. I'm not allowed to be near the boss. And then I go in and I miss or I hit them and the recovery window on the Radon Swords is just long enough that I cannot dodge out of their follow-up. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just trading. I used two uh, curved great swords, says Wheezy. The game felt like a dance for me at the end. That was false, though. They aren't undodgeable. No, Joseph Anderson makes a great case that there are attacks in the endgame that are not dodgeable it, it, without without basically, like, luck. He, he, he shows it for the Rodagon, or whatever his name is. He shows it with the combo weaving that Melania does. No, there are actual attacks that you can't dodge if you, if you, if you get basically unlucky. There's, there's, there's actual, he makes a wonderful case for this. There's actual chance elements in some of the fights where you will get damaged automatically and it has nothing to do with reading a, like a telegraph or, or reading an animation. It's, oh no, they weaved a combo. Sorry. Like it's 100% random. He, he talked about it. He, he shows, he shows actual footage of Melania doing it. Millennia, Melania, whatever. We're going to check out the coffee. I can't find the link. Should be a coffee link below in the description, uh, RageousRoast.com, or you can type exclamation point coffee in the chat. I'll do it for you, and it should pop up a thing from Nightbot. I disagree with that part of Joseph Anderson. I did not have the same experience. But it's not about you having the experience. It's about him literally showing it happening. The combo, the combo weaving creates automatic undodgeable damage based purely on chance. Simply untrue. There's not been a single thing I can't dodge consistently. Okay, but you're, no, see, again, you're not engaging with the criticism. The criticism is if they chain the combo, there's no indication they are going to chain the combo. And when they chain the combo, you will take damage if you committed to what you thought was a damage opportunity. So what you do is, is you play passive. That's the issue. That's what that's what OK said in chat. That's what Anderson said. Yes, you can literally do no hit runs on these bosses. You can avoid all of their attacks. That is true. It can also be true that there are attacks that cannot be dodged because of combo straight combo weaving. That is unreadable. You can't read when it's going to happen. Melania's waterfall dance is probably one of the easiest ones to dodge. She has a huge animation and wind-up and a warning. Yes, and that's not what he talks about in the video. He talks about combo weaving where they end a combo. That's your opportunity to do damage. 
and they immediately do another one and there's no indication that they're going to do that so the length of animation in your attack leads to you automatically taking damage when you use terms like stupid is where you start to sound judgmental of uh, not just the game for you but also those who might disagree just explaining where most of the pushback comes from I mean, I've, I don't, I've tried not to say stupid too much this morning. I try to use, you know, non-pejorative words. Unenjoyable, unfun, annoying, you know. People are missing that it's only undodgeable if you commit to damaging in what you perceived was a damage window. Right, and that's the problem. It's, it's, it feel, it, that feels like chance. Oh, that's a damage window. Oh, just kidding. She's going to weave into another combo. Automatic damage. He, he talked about that with Dodagan or whatever his name is too. He gave an example of if he does this and you do this, there's no way for you to know it's going to happen. You just take automatic damage. If you're getting hit, if you're getting hit RNG, you aren't patient enough. You really, really just have to wait. And yes, it can be hard to tell, but if you just wait, you will find the breaks. Patience is a virtue. No, no, that's what he's talking about. Like, it leads to confusion. It leads to, oh, I can't damage her at the end of this combo because she might combo weave. Oh, she's neutral right now. Maybe I can get her. Well, then, no, she can still launch into a combo after you commit. In her second phase, there are fewer, but I can think of three moves that you can punish every single time. Don't get me wrong, I'm digging your content, but when your passion and rage, in case of playing Elden Ring, sometimes gets the better of you. Well, and I would hope that From Software fans would understand that. Like, I mean, come on, we're all we're all human. We all get angry at a game. That's the exact argument. There is no clear indication of when the player can take an action in many of these fights. Thank you, Wabi Sabi. Like that, I feel like what people are doing is they think I'm saying one thing and they're engaging with that one thing. I'm not saying it's too hard. I'm not saying that it's 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 unfair. I'm saying it's unfun and here's why. Sometimes there's a there's a lack of clear indication of is this a damage window? Can I am I allowed to do anything right now? Like I said, you feel like you're just sitting back and watching and as somebody said, "Oh, you got to sit back longer." No no way just said it. You got to be more patient. You got to be more patient. You got to be more patient. What? What? Okay. It, you can have a boss fight like that, but why do I have to have five or six in a row that all feel this way? As I said, I feel like a tether ball. You gotta stay exactly this length from the boss. You go back this far, they're gonna spam you with range. You get in here, they're gonna do a combo. Or they're gonna do AoE. You gotta go here. <clears throat> Yo, what's good, Abe? People seem to un- be under the perception that you're even meant to beat them first try. I'm not under that perception at all. The whole philosophy of the game is to learn through failure, regardless of if it's fair. It's not meant to be fair. Yeah, I've not argued fair. I'm arguing about flow of combat that leads to long periods of time where nothing is happening. You're just sort of watching the boss dance around. It's it's spectacle-driven. I think you have the expectation that you should be able to go toe-to-toe the whole time. Nope. No. Because I've even said and conceded multiple times. So when you hear me say this, you think I'm saying it just to to 
just to say it or do you think I mean it? I'm going to say it again. I think it's totally fine to have bosses like this. However, it seems as though this is their endgame choice. These are what the bosses will be like in the endgame. If the third boss in the game, and then the ninth boss in the game, and then like the 14th boss in the game were like this, I'd probably be like, yeah, those are my least favorite boss fights, and here's why. But there, this is what, the, the game turns, it's like, the game literally turns on a hinge and it's like these are how the fights are going to go now what why I think you should bring up the combo system in Sekiro more often it's cleared up your argument for me well but I think what people would say is this is a different game I'd have to agree with them like I do think it makes sense if you're going to put in lengthy combos then I should have things that I can do with that as opposed to, well, just get the frick back. (laughs) Just get back. Just run away. Think about the risk-reward for a second, okay? Risk and reward should be intrinsically linked, should they not? So if I'm going to take a really, really big risk, it should come with a really, really big payoff. So as an example, if you're being really risky and you're up in the boss's face and you're hitting them every opportunity, do you know what reward is? You get way more damage than the guy that doesn't do that. Why? Because you're taking a ton more risk than him. I think that's I think that's a fair that's a, that's a, that's a fair expectation. Okay? It's, if I take a ton of risk, there should be a potential big big payout, all right? The problem with this rhythm at the end is that when you take all of those risks, the payout is paltry. It's so small. That's why you feel like it's better off to just stay away. I'll still get to the damage opportunity, probably. Doing all of these dodging, doing all of this dodging and draining my stamina, it doesn't equal more damage. It doesn't equal a better reward. Do you, am I making a better point now? I think I'm making a better point. I am taking an enormous risk to dodge and, st- and and like and navigate this combo, and the payout is no different than if I just freaking run away and watch the boss. Watching the boss, there's my damage window. Dodging the boss, there's my damage window. They're the same. I get the same thing. So what am I gonna do? Oh, you take the path of least resistance. If we're going to get the same reward, if we're going to both get the same fish biscuit, then why wouldn't I... Why wouldn't I do this? I'll just sit back. Abe says, Did you hear about a guy named Let Me Solo Her that has been helping people fight Melania? He goes in there with nothing equipped but a jar in his head and a dual katana. He does it no hit. Oh, golly. (laughs) What a legend. I agree, Lono. Peppering these bosses throughout the game would have helped a lot. I think of the dragons. I haven't seen any complaints about dragons because you never need to fight five in a row. He actually took issues with the dragons. He and I kind of agreed with him. He said that the dragons should have there should have only been one, maybe two. He said because you fight so many of them, he says it like retroactively makes the first fight not as cool. He's like because they're so long and they're so drawn out. He's like, it's great. It's great when you do one. 
It's great when you do one. It feels epic and it feels amazing. He, I don't agree with him, by the way. I don't agree with him on that. I thought the dragons were fine. I thought the dragons and the camera were abysmal, but that doesn't mean I don't like the dragons. Does that make sense? I don't like the camera during the dragon fights, especially if you don't do it on your mount. If you stay on your mount, I think the dragons are amazing. I think they're fun. I actually think the dragons have great risk-reward because you can go for their face and, and beat them way quicker and break their stamina and, uh, and then break their posture, or you can just wail on their ankles. I think it's actually a really, really great, great spectrum of risk-reward. I think that's how it should work, right? The, the dragons you have to fight without a mount, they can freaking die in a fire. They're horrible because of the camera. And it's nothing to do with the dragons. It's the freaking camera. You're like, what? What are they? What are they doing? Huh? What's happening? They're awful. They're truly awful. When you don't have a mount, those dragons are just terrible. Especially with the red lightning. You can't tell what the frick's going on. He got his own figure. That's amazing. Don't lock on dragons. Problem solved. No, I tried that. It was still abysmal. You still couldn't see what was coming and when it was coming. They're too big. Uh, I would just like examples. I don't feel like you have to watch Horaloo or Redagon at all. There's no enforced passivity. Melania, Malekith, maybe. Melania, Malekith, Elden Beast and uh, um, no I disagree with you on, on uh, Redagon I think Redagon well no 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 you don't have to watch I I only got to watch his video one time if I would have got to watch it more I think I think I think Joseph Anderson has great great critiques of Redagon and I'm not remembering them it was something to do with his neutrals it was something to do with his neutrals or something, and it, it was like, oh, that makes sense of why that guy frustrated me. It had something to do with his neutral stances or something in his follow-ups. I can't remember what it was. Redag and I did with no hit. No, I know that every boss can be finessed in no hit. That's not that, that's not in dispute. I don't I don't think that's in dispute. It was something to do with his neutrals. He wasn't using Redagon as an example of a really bad boss. He was saying, this is a really good example of what happens when you do this when they're neutral or something. He was saying, this is something that's present in a lot of the fights with with neutrals or something with reeds. So he was saying, I don't think he was saying Redagon is a bad boss. I think he was saying Redagon's a good example of this, of this problem with neutral. I forget what he was talking about. Yeah, it was something with his teleports. It was something with his teleports in neutral, and I can't remember what it was. But I was like, oh, like, I was like, that's why I didn't like Redagon. Redagon wasn't hard. I beat the snot out of him. It wasn't about being hard. It was like, it was, it was, the, he did something that kept annoying me, and then Anderson made sense of, sense of it in his video. I was like, aha. Redagon can chain his combos together countless ways that are impossible to predict. Also, he can teleport directly in front of you, already attacking and teleporting itself stuns you. Yeah, that's what it was. He used he used Redagon as an example of combo chaining, which is also a big problem with Melania. And he talked about the teleporting thing. Yeah. Yeah. 
How's the game out for a month and a half and nobody can pronounce any of the names even remotely correctly? I mean, I just think that we... That we I just think we don't care. <laughs> I agree they shift the boss fights at the end, but I think a well-balanced build and being able to switch in the fight makes it all... makes all the sit-and-watch windows go away. Yeah, you're not sitting and watching. You're sitting and casting. It's, it's, it's a minor difference. It still doesn't... It does, still doesn't take away from what I'm saying. It's just that you're getting some damage in. After a certain health threshold, his teleport makes shockwaves. This guy doesn't know your name pronunciation history. That's right. Radagon. Radagon! The teleporting is his most difficult mechanic, but it's manageable once you get used to it. Uh, Fliz says, I miss you. I actually asked Microsoft for a refund in Elden Ring, and they say it's been approved, but I don't know. Haven't seen it come back yet. Why would you, why were you trying to get a refund? Dragon just sit on a horse in front of them and bait their range attack, hit the head three times, run around. Yeah, I think the dragons are fine on a mount. When you're not on a mount, the camera just is so infuriating. I don't think Melania and uh, Radagon or Radagon will be offended for mispronouncing their names. It's okay. Tell me how to deal with the teleporting. Maybe I'm just bad at it. Anderson said he found the most success using um, Bloodhound Step, which I think... I don't know. I don't want to say this and sound judgmental, but I swear to frick, so many of you people crutch that move and you think that the game is fine, and that's why. Because I'm not saying people in this chat. I'm saying anybody listening to this or confronting a lot of these criticisms, they just straight up crutch Bloodhound Step. And so they don't feel these pain points. They're just like, fafoom, 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 I'm over here, fafoom, I'm over here, fafoom. Game's fine, man, fafoom. I don't see any problem with this game. Fafoom. What do you mean this this flurry is really annoying? Fafoom. Like that's that's so many people in the in in the from software community. <laughs> they're they're just they're just bloodhound stepping, bro. They're bloodhound stepping all over the dadgum place. <laughs> uh, there's nothing wrong with this. Can you show us what it looks like? Uh, when you look around at dragons again, no, that actually made me dizzy and hurt my neck. I'm not doing that again. I, I have I have issues with vertigo. I should not have done that. You have to get it ingrained in your muscle memory to dodge when he teleports. Now hold up, Lono. Bloodhound Step is one of the best decks Ashes of Wars out there. It's not a crutch. It's meant to be used. That's why it's there. Uh, Disordered, you do know that I use it constantly and use it a ton during the endgame, right? Like, <laughs> I'm not trying to be a hypocrite. What I'm saying is, so when I say you crutch it, I'm saying, like, you get around all these rough edges by bloodhound stepping. If you weren't bloodhound stepping, you'd be like, no, yeah, there's inconsistency in jumps. There's inconsistency in being able to use these windows to damage. You go in and they do a you know they do a they do a combo chain well guess what you've got to get out of jail free card you got bloodhound step well but not everybody has that <laughs> uh, they get baited and complain it's undodgeable no that wasn't what that wasn't what anderson was saying about the the teleport he was saying that 
the teleport and the combo chaining leads to chance, which leads to it being undodgeable. You're you're basically misreading something that can't be read. You're just guessing, and you're like, oops, he decided to chain. Oops, he decided to teleport. Do you see what I'm saying? He's not saying... And this is where I think people just keep... It's like ships passing in the night. He is not saying, and I'm not saying, the attack is undodgeable. And you're like, here's a video of a guy dodging it. I'm not saying it's undodgeable. There are circumstances that lead to it being undodgeable, and it's not based on you misreading an animation. It's based on chance. I can show you a video why you perceive jumps as inconsistent. It depends on what weapons you use because it changes your hitbox. I can show you a slow motion clip from Anderson's video making it perfectly clear that jumping makes no sense. (laughs) He jumps and the attack on the ground doesn't get him. He jumps again and he's in the air away from the attack and it gets him. It It doesn't make any sense. It, do- it makes zero sense. He doesn't jump late. He doesn't jump early. He does the same jump both times. He's in the air as the attack comes up. One time, he gets away with it. The next time, it gets him. Now, maybe he was a little bit closer to the ground in the second one, but he is still off the ground when the attack comes through. It's not- it doesn't make any sense visually, like, at all. It doesn't make any sense! The whole fight's not supposed to be dodgeable. Guaranteed hits are a part of the difficulty. No. False. And that actually can be... De- that That's demonstrably false. There are no guaranteed hits in Elden Ring. There are guaranteed hits if you misread what turns into a combo chain, but there are no guaranteed hits in this game. That's what people are misunderstanding. They're hearing me or Joseph Anderson say that, and they're like... That's not true. Here's the no-hit video. No. That's no, that's not what we're saying. We're not saying that the hits are undodgeable. We're saying the hits are undodgeable under certain circumstances that cannot be predicted or or visualized by the player. You don't know what's going to happen. There are no guaranteed hits. They're just bad plays by the player. That is equally false. That is equally false because there are combo chains in some of these fights that you cannot know are happening and you go and they do it and you can't dodge. You're done. You took the bait. There was no visual misread. It's chance. That's a fact. That's just a thing that he proves in the video. He proves it. He's like, if you do this, it's it's 50-50. If they chain, you're getting nailed. If they don't chain, great, good job. Good damage opportunity. There is, There are chance situations in some of these fights, and it has everything to do with the combos. It all goes back to the combos. It all goes back to the combos. The combos feel out of place. They, they feel like they got ripped from another game. And then when you can chain them together, that wouldn't matter in uh, in Sekiro. Why wouldn't it matter in Sekiro? What undergirding mechanic is there to save you in that in that situation? 
What what's there? You can you like he talks about that in the video. He talks about like the the, the degrees of animation cancel that you get, and he shows how there was a guy where you could you could um, you could jump his sweep, and he would immediately go into an impale, and you had to deflect it. It was like he would immediately go from a sweep to something that needed to be uh, micreed. And he show he shows it in the video, and he talked about it. And he said, "I actually like this, even though it's it's basically broken, right? That's not how that should work. Like if you successfully jump over a sweep, the guy shouldn't be able to immediately, like the guy basically breaks animation. The guy's doing a sweep, and then because you jump, he's like, oh, it's time to impale, right? And so he shows that." to give to to show you what he's talking about like this this right here you can cancel what you're doing and like deflect midair well no you have to unlock the ability to deflect midair in uh Sekiro do you not you do i think i believe you do but he uses as an example of like this is the this is the enemy breaking expectation and it's not fair because you don't know what's going to happen yeah, it's Elden Ring, a shattered masterpiece. You have to anticipate and be able to instantly react when the attack is coming. Uh, time to snort your lines of G Fuel. <laughs> yeah, it, I, I think that's what some folks are maybe... And again, I may not be explaining it as well as he did. He writes a script and he's like highly intellectual and he like takes his time. And I'm, you know, I'm Mr. Rant Man in the morning. With Redagon, however, there are many moves you can always punish. You just need to know when you can and when you cannot. It's a learning process. Oh, he talked about that. He talked about... Oh, what's he call it? Does he just call it a punishment opportunity? He talked about that as well. He talked about that being an issue in some of these fights. I forget, I forget who he was talking about. I think he did call it punishment, and he took issue with some of that. I think it was Melania that he said there were there were issues with her, with her punishment w- windows, or something. The my big takeaway was these things were great in Sekiro because it gives the player a choice, right? Finesse it and block everything, or. Oh, he does a great example. Oh, this is such a good point. I forgot about this. So remember those guys that drove me crazy in Elden Ring where they're like, they're like mouth is open and they're like, and they just smack you a a ton of times, like over and over and over and over and over again. He takes that guy, okay, and he compares him to that guy in that room, that that sal- that salad shooter guy that I got so angry at, and then I realized that you're supposed to just be like ding 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 ding, and then you break his posture and you kill him. And he com- in in the video he compares, in the video he compares those two, and he says, "See the beauty of this fight," he says, "is this guy does something that seems insurmountable at first, and then once you figure it out, you're like, oh my gosh, that's so satisfying." He's like, this guy over here, you literally just have to get out of the way and watch them do it. Because if not, you just get stuck in it and then it's over. So there is no, oh, I'm going to use this moment to do X. It's not just get out of the freaking way. 
And here's the thing. They're not everywhere. You run into them like twice. Okay? Those guys are the only ones that are bad design. Okay, okay. So, Yokai. Let me... Okay, this is a... Oh, this is great. This is a good opportunity. So, Yokai says, Oh, I agree. Uh, or Okay, those guys are the only ones I think are bad design. Let me ask you something. What would you think if those guys showed up a bunch in the end game? What would you think? You'd be annoyed, would you not? You'd be like, what the frick? Why are these guys everywhere? They're so annoying. They're so stupid. Well, that's a window into why so many people have gotten to the end game of Elden Ring, and they're like, what what is this? Why is this everywhere? Why are the fights going this way? Why are you doing this? That's how we feel. We feel like there's this shoving us into a corner of you got to do this or this. And I know people are like, but that's the game, man. Build diversity is part of the game. Build diversity is part of the game. Really? It's funny that you're mentioning build diversity since you're being forced to lean on build diversity in the end game to a certain degree. You're not being forced, but you're being you're being pushed in that direction. It doesn't feel like build diversity to me. It doesn't. Build diversity should mean build diversity. There's viable builds. There's all different things you can do, and you shouldn't get shoved in the corner at the end game just because you've leaned on melee. What type of build would you recommend for beginners? Sword and shield, and really, really use um, guard counter. That's what I would recommend. I think guard counter... uh, I'm sending something to my wife. She texted me. There's five of them at least in one endgame area. Yeah, they're off. They're awful. They're freaking terrible. This is the point I made when the game first launched. The game encourages build diversity, unlike Dark Souls. I'm right there with you. I hate Revenants. Oh, is that what they're called? Got my coffee so quick, literally a few days after I ordered it. Yo, enjoy it, JW. We've not had any coffee orders or members today. Uh, No, we've had one new member. I'm sorry, one new member today. Do me a favor. If you've never considered clicking the join button, click the join button. Uh, That will get you into members-only content. There will be a members-only stream tonight. My wife and I are going to be playing uh, and drinking and laughing and having a good time. Don't forget, one Friday night a month is community game night, and you can play with us. We're going to be playing Fortnite next week, April the 22nd, Friday night at 8 p.m. Eastern. We will be doing no-build squads. Even if you don't like Fortnite, I'm sure it'll be fun. You can install it on any platform. It's totally cross-play. All you got to do as a member is show up. Um, Just show up. So if you've never clicked join on a YouTube channel before, you can click the join button. You can use the join command or link, I'm sorry, in the description below or type exclamation point join in the chat. Uh, we really appreciate people supporting. I know that's a new concept to a lot of people, and it turns a lot of folks off. Like, as soon as you start talking about joining, people leave, because they're just like, YouTube's, you know, why do I need to do that? We have ad revenue. Well, 
we don't do that here. We don't hit you with a bunch of ads. We don't disrupt the live stream with a bunch of ads. We offer extra content for members on Thursday afternoon and Friday night. As we th- as we think that's the best way to be like, hey, if you're going to click the join button, we're going to give you a reason. We're going to give you content for doing that. Um, and so we appreciate that. The coffee is not a sponsor. So the people in chat can tell you how good it is, how fast it shows up. And uh, it's ours. We actually ship it to you from our house. Like my wife and kiddos ship it to you and you get like a little nice note from them. And uh, so, yeah. True, I've been here a while. haven't seen an ad. Yeah, I like... YouTube's culture is very much like I, like I support the channel. I watch your videos. Why are you asking me to become a paying member? It's very new, but that's why we're offering extra content. We feel that's the fairest way to ask people to click join instead of being like, just do it to support like the purple platform. I had none of these problems two-handing a fast weapon, but these complaints always seem to come from people with slow weapons. So I guess my experience doesn't matter as far as this complaint. I was running dual katana at the end, so no, I wasn't slow. I definitely got annoyed with Radon swords and put them down. I literally put Radon swords down because of everything we've talked about today. The end game just started to feel extremely spammy AOE combo driven, and it was like, what the frick? It just it didn't seem to work. It just didn't seem to work with Radon swords. And his recovery window was, I'm telling you. The recovery window on Radon swords after you were like you were like you were jumping and hitting them. Um, I it, there's just like a millisecond too long. If the recovery on Radon swords was like a second shorter, I think they would have been perfect for a lot of those fights. You would have gotten less damage opportunities, but you wouldn't have had to trade. I actually felt like Radon swords required trading in the end game. It was like the recovery window is just long enough. I mean, I'm telling you, it's like a, it's like a millisecond. It's like they swing and I can dodge like a millisecond after. It's like, just, just, just slightly too slow on recovery. Like, what is this? Darren says, I love the dark roast. I can't drink any other coffee, uh, but your brand, the honey undertones are amazing. I appreciate that, Darren. Thank you. Anyone got somber smithing stones I can get? Why would people give you their somber smithing stones? I had to put them down too. I love those swords. Yeah, I was loving, I was absolutely loving Radon swords. And then I crossed over into that portion of the end game where it just started to feel like I, everybody's spamming and comboing and AOEing and I, I feel like I'm trading. It, I don't know. I feel like they need to buff uh, a weapon like that slightly. There are things that can be fixed. Can't wait to order some Dark Rose on my next break. Thank you, Brittany. Just tweeted the thank you note I got with the coffee. Oh, appreciate it, JW. I'll give that a retweet. Oh, there it is. I finished the game with the Biden sword and made my man uh, Radogan sleep two times. Joe Biden has a sword in this game? I didn't know that. Does it fall asleep sometimes? <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> oh no, it puts the enemies to sleep. Oh, is that the joke you were mating? I made my man Radogan sleep two times. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't have passive bleed or lightning. The Joe Biden sword has passive sleep. <laughs> 
Oh, gosh, that's funny. When you say it was annoying, it was frustrating, I'm like, good, that's how it's supposed to be. No. No. Don't, I don't agree with that because I'm not saying it was annoying, it was frustrating because the fight is hard. It was annoying and it was frustrating because I think the fight is boring. Like, it, it's, it's, you see what I'm saying? There's a difference between saying, um, there were elements of such and such fight in Sekiro that was, oh, that guy is so freaking annoying. He was so annoying. He wouldn't get away. He wouldn't leave me alone. He was really aggressive, right? Okay. There are appropriate levels of annoyance. Yeah, you're, you're like, oh, you, ugh, these guys are so annoying. You're gonna pretty commonly, gonna commonly say that in these games, right? What's annoying and what's frustrating in these fights that I'm talking about is breaking player expectation. Hey, it's your turn to hit me. Just kidding. Trade. Bam. What? Hey, it's your turn to hit me. Just kidding. Combo chain. Okay. Like it's not annoying because it's hard. It's annoying because. The, your, the, the player expectations and it feels like the rules are being broken oh is it boring because someone made it uh, being used made it easy no no nothing in Anderson's video talks about that that's why his video was so validating he wasn't summoning he wasn't he talked about how this is what happens late game This is these are the best approaches this is why it's so irritating. This is why combo chaining is a problem. This is why lengthy combos are a problem. He's not talking about like, oh, an enemy that you have to run over to it and it's a big opportunity for a ranged, you know, player or this build or that build. No, he's breaking down like combat rhythm and combat flow and combat moves and he's he didn't summon once. Miyazaki literally said he wanted this game to keep the difficulty but lose the frustration and lots of people are frustrated even if I have a different perspective. Well, when they they said they wanted to remove some of the pressure that they thought was unhelpful. Right? So, the pressure that they thought was unhelpful was the oh, I died to this boss and now I have to run like a super long distance and then I might lose my souls on the way or whatever. So what they did was is they wanted to shrink those windows and say, oh, that boss killed you? Okay, well, you're right here. Go try again. So he was talking about the mechanics of the world and and some of those, some of those frustration pain points. They wanted to minimize what they considered to be stress, Right? And I actually, I actually think it makes perfectly good sense, you know, why they did that. It was like they're they're wanting to minimize those things because it doesn't. Especially, I think some of that just because it was an open world game, they had to make very different decisions about how some of this stuff played out. Because if not, players were going to be like, "This just isn't enjoyable. It, it doesn't flow very well. I'm constantly having to run back to this or run back to that." So I think they made good decisions with respect to that. 
Love the conversation. Finished my office work from home, heading in. One of the few who hasn't gotten or used Bloodhound Step. Have a great day. Hey, thanks for chilling, Bat. Even with all his flaws and oversights, I still think Elden Ring is a 10 out of 10 game. Yeah, he basically concedes that. He was like, it's a masterpiece. It's just a beautiful game. It's an amazing game. It's funny how different players have different types of perspectives. Long, flexible combos are among my favorite things about good bosses to each their own. Well, his issue, his issue with the long combos is what it does to flow in the fight. You know, like in the fight, it ends up it it ends up feeling like again like you're watching the boss instead of fighting the boss. Like I just I when he said that it, to- it just put meat on the bones. I was like, yes. I was like, this is everything I was trying to tell people. This is everything I was trying to say. It's just, this isn't fun. This is boring. I, do- I don't, I-, I feel like I'm just running and hitting them once and then running and then hitting them once. And that like, and again, I'm not saying it needs to be Sekiro, but just coming off of Sekiro really increased this bias in me. It was like, I'm not dueling any of these guys. It doesn't feel like a duel. It feels like it's spectacly driven. It's driven it's driven and designed to be a spectacle instead of being like a duel. If that makes sense. That doesn't mean oh it should be like this. I'm just trying to explain why some of us are like this just isn't fun. Which boss do you think are the best? I liked Godfrey and Haralu a lot. I thought that was a good fight. Um, I didn't get to enjoy Godric because I I went in second time and summoned just to, just to see what it was like, and he died like really fast. Um, yeah, God Godric, I'm sorry, Godfrey and Haralu was really really good. I actually really really liked the big two headed dragon. Where you have to like go lay down and there's like the tornado. I think that's probably one of the best examples of how to do a really big boss with really giant area of effect. I think that's the best version in the game. Like that fight, it felt it felt appropriate. He gives an example in the video with the camera, how like the camera zooms out insecure so you can see what the bosses are doing what the enemies are doing and he uses the um the gorilla the ape as an example and so the dragon lord placid placid Usax or whatever i felt like they did a very good job some of that is because of the arena it's just a big giant like coliseum so you can see everything there's no there's no like questioning what's coming and when and he's huge, and it's epic, and it's awesome. I think I beat that guy. My, my, I literally think I beat him my first try. Which I don't think is, like, leaning my bias toward, oh, that's what made it great, I beat it my first try. But it was, I was able to apply knowledge, reaction, and observation, and successfully beat him. Actually, it might have taken me two tries. In any case, I did not feel like I was fighting with the camera. 
I didn't feel like I was unable to dodge stuff because I couldn't see it coming. And I felt like closing gaps on him felt good because his, his attacks were very visible, very predictable, and like, okay, you're going to get your head taken off if you misread any of these because they're, you know, they're huge or whatever. I thought Malekith was, was, was atrocious. I hated Malekith. The camera freaked out. He clipped through pillars and hit me. He does really, really long combos, and then the damage window is non-existent, and then he chains a combo, so when you go to get your damage window, you take automatic damage if he decides to chain a combo, and there's no way for you to know he's going to chain a combo, because sometimes he does, and sometimes he doesn't. If he doesn't chain a combo, and you summon Tiche, after he finishes a combo, you can literally shred him to ribbons. So the difference between when he chains a combo and when he doesn't is night and day. Just night and day. Godfrey, ground slams, infinite spam is the worst. Yeah, I didn't run into that. Gamma freaking out, don't lock on. Yeah, I, yeah, I love, I absolutely love that. You know, you're fighting a boss and the camera's acting up. Well, don't lock on, you know. Don't use a game mechanic that's literally woven throughout the entire thing, as well as your muscle memory, as well as your strategy positioning and and all of your thought process. You you played for 50, 60, 70, 100 hours. Just just don't lock on. (laughs) Like, I don't know why people always think that's an intelligent thing to type. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, I'm not trying to slam you, Tommy, but that's just, that's not an intelligent response. The game is centered around and built around locking onto the enemy and going toe-to-toe with them. Varying degrees of toe-to-toe, right? Like some guys you gotta, you know, back up because they're doing an area of effect or something. But don't lock on is like, I think probably my least favorite from software fan input. What? mean don't lock on maybe don't put a bunch of pillars in the room that he can clip through but i can't maybe don't put pillars in the room that break camera lock and aggro like what get these freaking pillars out of here getting good at locking on is part of getting good at the game locking on is an option not a necessity i didn't say it was a necessity but you shouldn't have a mechanic in the game that works poorly and then be like, well, just don't use it. What? That <laughs> that just sounds like apologism to me. That doesn't sound like an intelligent conversation. Like, it's a mechanic in the game. It doesn't work well. Oh, don't lock on then. What? Locking on is not always meant to be used, and learning to manually aim the camera is objectively useful. No, it's not. Not in this game, with the auto-centering and the weird wonkiness that happens when you don't lock on. The pillars might have helped me. You can actually navigate the pillars for his range, for sure. For sure. But then he teleports to it, or not teleports, but then he, like, runs up to it really fast and slices you through the pillar. If you lock on to Melania during her triple flurry, you'll roll into her and die. I had to stop locking on to beat her. Maybe, just maybe, they're breaking the confines of the game rules and that's why that's happening. And instead of not locking on, you should say, this isn't designed very well. 
She's moving so fast that the camera breaks, tracking breaks, and I end up taking damage even though I did the appropriate thing. The impression I got from boss difficulty is they were designed around top performing players and streamers who steamroll everything, and so the rest of us mere mortals suffer for it. I don't agree with that. Using a shield and a mechanic uh, is a mechanic in the game. It doesn't mean you should always block. There's a time and place for using certain mechanics. Equi- making making lock, camera lock on equivalent to a shield is is that's a false equivalency. No, that would be like saying, you know, the camera speed is random sometimes. So just always position yourself so you don't have to rely on camera speed what like using a shield is not the equivalent to using lock on one is a literal game a a piece of game code and game logistics and mechanics it's not a it's not an optional item in the game I think I finally get it says creature from software people actually like the mistakes in the flaws in the game like if it worked as intended, they might not like the games. Not locking on equals a strategy. Yeah, I'm not saying it's not a strategy. I'm saying it's not a solution when because it works poorly. Like, oh, it worked poorly in that fight. Don't lock on. What? Why don't you finesse the fight so that the camera doesn't break, so that tracking doesn't break? Even... There are even times in those fights it doesn't it, locking on doesn't even matter. It just my guy breaks like he stops tracking on his own. So even if I wasn't locked on, it wouldn't matter. Problem is the lock on is tied to roll direction, etc. You should be able to lock the camera without changing the way your character moves. Not locking on is the ultimate finesse. No, that's false. Turning your monitor off is the ultimate finesse. I mean, if we're going to speak in such ridiculous platitudes, let's just go all the way off the cliff. TJ's a woman. Uh, LOL, sorry. I had to, but I actually have her to plus 10, so I may bring her in with me. <clears throat> yeah, TJ's crazy good. Oh, you were correcting... Um, McD09. <laughs> Tommy's like, wow. <laughs> yeah. Come on, shut the monitor off. Just pure, pure audio cues alone, dude. Just wear your headphones. That's the real finesse. Don't use lock on. You know, don't use a monitor. <laughs> A boss can only do so much in a limited view. So to create a spectacle in a variety of boss moves, weird camera is a necessary evil. Well, I don't agree with that because you could zoom out. You could zoom out and make the arena a little bit bigger and then it wouldn't matter. Think about it. Think about it. Take Melania. Take Millennia and put her in a larger arena and zoom the camera out a little bit. And all of those problems with the camera go away. So it's a design choice. Just don't lock on. 
What do you mean? Why is it my responsibility to stop using an in-game default every single melee-based game, every single third-person-based game I've ever played as Lock-On? Don't use Lock-On because, you know, we. she's faster than the camera and the, the, the arena size doesn't allow us to zoom the camera out. So, don't use Lock-On. What? You designed the arena. Sorry to say, but I can't agree with Anderson's feelings on bosses and combo options. While I didn't get to watch the full vid, you can punish those attacks with guaranteed via similar weapons. If you didn't watch the whole vid, then I don't really care to hear disagreement with his argumentation. Screw Dragon Lord teleporting to random parts of the map and doing one-shot charge that you have to spin the camera around to see it coming. <laughs> Not every game that has lock-on has this issue. From does a poor job with the lock-camera interaction. Yeah, Eugene says he read somewhere that like locking on is supposed to be frustrating. What? One of the strategies touted often for bosses like Atorius in Dark Souls 1 was to not lock on. You can and it's fine. I think the bigger issue is enemies that take up the whole screen. It can't be done with small enemies and changing zoom levels can mess with the judgment and mess up rolls. No, you you, you 100% can do that in a boss fight. If you go into Melania's room and it's large and they zoom the camera out there's not that that doesn't mess with the rest of the game i swear they did that in the in the two-headed dragon fight placid placid you sacks or whatever i swear they zoomed the camera out or maybe the, the arena was just so dadgum big it felt like they zoomed the camera out It's okay to admit the game isn't perfect, says uh, DeVay's Gaming uh, Academia. Why would you incorporate a mechanic and then utilize it poorly? Like, what is the logic, bro? Go fight Nameless King and lock on, you'll hate it? Yeah, I probably will, and I fault them for that. I will never get out a blue ribbon and say, Good job, guys. You made a fight that breaks a basic game mechanic. That's a great feature. It's a really great feature. It's on me. I should turn that off. I should not lock on. You get a blue ribbon for breaking basic camera function. It's a good job. I I can't jump into that pool of Kool-Aid. I can't. You design the game. You design the mechanics. Making them run poorly does not get a ribbon or, or a trophy or... I'm not going to attribute blame to me and my choices. You're the one that made the game. You're the one that made the fight. And if the camera doesn't work right, and it's hard for the player to receive information about what the frick to do, they shouldn't have to not lock on. What game uses lock on well? I can't think of any game where it doesn't kind of suck. I think it works great in Returnal. I don't think I ever feel like in Returnal it's busted. Now, it's obviously a little bit different because it's not melee-based. There is melee in Returnal, and there are melee enemies, but I don't feel like in Returnal, I I ever once was like, man, the uh, camera and the lock-on, and this is terrible. 
You're just not meant to use it in every situation. I mean, according to you, why? Returnal has lock-on? Yeah, doesn't it? Can't you lock on to the enemies? No, you can't. I thought you could. Wait. No, yeah, you can't. For some reason, I thought it had lock on. Yeah, it doesn't have lock on. I thought it did. I had this memory of circling enemies and dodging, but I must be thinking of another game. Maybe I'm thinking of Agoria, that game that was like a rogue third person, but it wasn't bullet hell, it was melee based. I think that had lock on. Big enemies, it's hard to keep lock on and work well. Better to not lock on and move easier. Because you don't like something doesn't make it poor or bad design. But I'm not saying I don't like it and therefore it's bad design. It works horribly. And they could and they could do things to make it work better. I think a good example actually no, a good example is Sekiro. The camera and the lock-on works just fine in Sekiro. Now they don't I, like they don't have bosses the size uh, well they have the they have the snake, but you're not fighting like a dragon the size of a school bus, but Melania's not very big. She's a normal-sized character. And her movement and agility and attack flurries breaks the camera and the lock, and you literally make mistakes, not because you made a mistake, because you can't see what's happening. Sekiro didn't have this problem. It's not that I don't like it, and then therefore that makes it bad or poor design. It doesn't work well. That's why it's bad design. They have the ability to fix it. They could make... Melania's room bigger. They could zoom the camera out and it would fix almost all of these issues. Not always in Sekiro. Try fighting the Lone Shadow Long Swordsman in the well. Terrible lock on. Oh, I mean, there's at least two times where, yeah, in Sekiro, you're in like a box and you can't see what the frick's going on. But see, that's not the camera. That's the size of the room. That's what I mean. It's like. This is this is this is the problem. We're, we're I think we're again we're passing in the night because I'm not making my point in the right way. Okay, when Sekiro's camera and lock on got bad, it wasn't Sekiro's camera and lock on that was the problem. It was the size of the room. Okay, you're suddenly in a in a in a cardboard box and you're like, I can't see what's happening. So I can't even see my character. Right? I was like, I can't see my character the one time. Salad shooter guy in the walk-in closet, right? So that's my point. Is that was something that happened like maybe two or three times in Sekiro, and you would blame it on the room. The problem with when it happens in a game like Elden Ring is Melania's room isn't particularly small. So if you're going to have her move that quicker, I'm sorry. If you're going to have her move that quickly. I think you have to experiment with the camera and the room size to ensure that her her movement doesn't break the camera and tracking. Does that make more sense? Like, environmentally, Sekiro just had you fighting in areas sometimes, and you're like, what the frick is this? And personally, I think they could have done things to fix that or mitigate that, but what are you going to do? They designed a small room, and they really wanted you to fight some guy in there. Okay. 
and the guy with like the salad fingers or whatever you know in that in that one room that's intended to be like a panic like oh my gosh melania whatever but with with malekith and with melania with 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 momo they could have done things to minimize it they could have made her room a little bit bigger they could have zoomed the camera out with malekith they could have had the pillars they could have gotten rid of the pillars like why do these pillars have to be here so for me that's the issue is it's like they could have made adjustments so that these things didn't happen instead it's like oh just don't lock on what why why do I have to do that I don't even know if you can can you do that in Sekiro successfully just not lock on wouldn't that really mess up your your deflection efficiency if they get you like slightly from the side or something is realism involved with a camera struggling with a fast enemy if you're against a fast enemy it makes sense you'd be overwhelmed by their speed yes but let me be overwhelmed by her speed not the game itself that that doesn't I get what you're saying, but that doesn't track. It's like there are really fast attacks and really slow windups that suddenly snap, right? And and that can be really overwhelming. Like you got to figure that out, and you got to, you know, hit the button at the right time and everything else. Like let me be overwhelmed. Like don't let the game get overwhelmed. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I can appreciate what you're trying to argue, but it's like the game the game shouldn't be overwhelming itself. Cameron the bear fight in the cave early game horrendous. Yeah, yeah, that one was one that drove me nuts too. Exactly, Lona, the camera should be presenting the challenge to you, not taking on the challenge and breaking. That's a great way of phrasing it. Yes. And they're the ones that are in control of it. They could they could ensure, well let's slow her down a little bit. You know, if we take her to this speed, then it doesn't break the camera or what, you know, whatever the case may be. If you're against a fast enemy, you wouldn't just roll your head around like a bowling ball. <clears throat> why are you all bad mouthing the game of the decade good thing fellas what's good Derek my only point is that while yes the lock on feature could work better but in between lock on and getting good at not using lock on when it messes up I had no issues with the camera outside of the times that I had to not use a function in the game because it was messing up I had no issues with it I mean outside of (laughs) I'm sorry (laughs) I'm sorry I'm sorry I'm sorry I don't want it to seem like I'm being disrespectful but that just read really funny bro that read really funny 
I mean, aside from the fact that I had to literally get good at not using a mechanic because the camera was messing up, outside of that, I didn't have any issues with the camera. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I mean, outside of not eating the uncooked chicken, I didn't have any problem with the meal you prepared. I just didn't eat the uncooked chicken. I'm fine. Why are all you guys throwing up? I don't understand. What's the issue here? <laughs> I didn't have any issues with the cooking. <laughs> I just I just didn't eat the uncooked chicken. It's fine. <laughs> You're not understanding what I said? You said in between the lock-on and getting good at not using lock-on, when it messes up, I had no issues with the camera. Come on. <laughs> Come on, bro. You gotta learn to laugh at yourself. I laugh at myself. I'm a stubborn dum-dum. And, you know, I I misread attacks. And I dodge and I panic roll. (laughs) It just sounded funny, bro. (laughs) I see where you're coming from, and I acknowledge that you feel that way. I just disagree with every criticism you've ever had for this game. And I proclaim it a literally perfect gift handed down from God himself oh God itself sorry 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 <laughs> next they'll say that the frame rate dropping is part of the difficulty and you should prepare for it to ruin your movement <laughs> you were complaining about the camera I'm saying it's poorly implemented at times I'm saying there's ways to work around it right homie 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 you gotta see the humor in this yes it's poorly implemented and outside of the times that it's poorly implemented I didn't have any issues with the camera you don't see the humor in that <laughs> come on man you have this just see the humor in it you gotta learn to laugh I'm keeping it lighthearted bro you gotta smile at that <laughs> yeah dude it's poorly implemented totally breaks down outside of those instances I had no problem with it <laughs> come on <laughs> Come on! <laughs> uh, gotta learn to laugh at yourself. <laughs> uh, your attacks go toward the lock-on location, so you can't move the lock to a higher space where your attacks would miss. I wasn't having issues with the camera because I got good at not locking on when that happened. Oh, man. You're right there. You're so close to seeing why it's funny. It's your you are right you're right there. A bag of dark roast to we the people. My man, thank you we the people for ordering a dark roast bag of coffee. You're misunderstanding. No, I'm understanding just fine. <laughs> you are acknowledging that the camera breaks down sometimes. And instead of just being like that's a problem, you're like, "Well, no, what I did was I got good at not using lock on and therefore I didn't have any problem with the camera. That's your oh, you're right there. It's like you're so close to seeing why it's funny. <laughs> you're not meant to use it all the time. Opinion. It's not an objective problem. Opinion. It's a player problem. Opinion. So you stack three opinions on top and are attempting to claim based on your opinions that it's not an objective problem. Just. Woo! (laughs) You're not meant to use it all the time. Ergo, 
It's not an, it's not an objective problem. It's weird to come to an objective conclusion based on a subjective premise, but okay. Elden Ring camera in Battlefield 2042 would be the best implementation implemented part. <laughs> it's Battlefield 2042 is that bad, huh? <laughs> I was literally giving you advice after you complained about it. I never said it wasn't a problem. Oh man, see that's what I'm saying. You're 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 you just you can't you can't turn it off, man. Can you? You can't turn it off. You're that serious about it. You just can't. You don't have the ability. <laughs> literally zero games have an objectively bad camera. People just aren't good at using the camera, and then they blame the game. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. I just... Oh, man. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Making me log in just to say anonymous person doesn't understand sarcasm. you just too serious, man. you just too serious. You gotta turn it off. You gotta turn it off, bro. It'll be okay. It'll be alright. From Software games have problems. And just because you work around them doesn't mean... Like, that's not a good solution. I mean, I'm well. Hang on, it is a solution, but it's it doesn't feel like a a, a, a good answer. Fat Lump says free aim is better than lock all day every day. He doesn't get it because he hasn't played it that way. Yeah, that's what it is. It's my it. Yep, that's the crux of the argument. He doesn't get it. Lono doesn't understand. He's ignorant. You're saying your opinion of it's boring has more base than everyone else's opinions at this point. No. Nope. I've never once tried to say my uh, my opinion's objective. Not once today did I try to say that. I've always owned the fact that it's my opinion. I was attempting to show you why this opinion exists. I was trying to diagnose it. Like, try and diagnose it. Why are there tons of people, Joseph Anderson, myself, and many people on Reddit and forums, why are there really long-time hardcore fans that are coming to these conclusions? Why? I attempted to show why. This happens, this happens, this happens, and this happens, and this is what we're concluding. Why are we concluding this? Because of Path of Least Resistance, the natural instinct in players to gravitate towards solutions that are going to be less risk uh, and equal reward. The equal risk, I'm sorry, the equal reward being the payout for the greater risk seems kind of broken and kind of stupid, and therefore I've concluded that these situations are either annoying, frustrating, or boring, and that's why people feel this way. I've not been like, these fights are objectively boring. I've never said that. I've never said, you're wrong for enjoying the fights. I've never said that. I even said, I know there's people that can do no hits. I know there's people that can do uh, perfect fights. I know that you guys have played through and had a perfectly fine time. That has nothing to do with these issues that are making other players experience the game very differently. It's not an opinion, it's fact. This sounds like someone complaining... That Halo is broken because they can't play the whole game ADS. Nope. No. Another false equivalency. You're really good at those. That's not what I'm saying. And no, it's not a fact. You're not meant to use lock-on the entire game. That's your opinion. Where does it say that? Where have they ever said that? Oh no, there's definitely bosses you should never lock on to. What? That's literally an opinion. There are plenty of other people who have had the complete opposite experience. I did everything you said that makes the game boring, and I found the complete opposite outcome. 
Okay, but you're not you're not you're not disagreeing with anything that I said. See, I think the problem is I think there's there, there's there's two types of people that hear what I say. There's people that hear what I say and they're like, "Yeah, bro. Yep. That's just the way the game is." And then there's other people that hear what I say and they're like, "So am I wrong for enjoying it?" No. Am, am I am I wrong for for having a different opinion? No. Like what? My, me sharing my opinion and saying like I feel like the end game's flawed. I feel like these problems are silly. I feel like this stuff was ripped out of Sekiro. I feel like it creates rhythm problems. I feel like it creates chance damage opportunities that lead to automatic unmitigated damage. Like all, all these things doesn't take away from your enjoyment. I've never said that it should take away from your enjoyment. If you're intended to always be locked on, you could just you could just auto lock on every enemy. There's a reason you can toggle it. You can toggle it so players can have volition, not because you're intended to turn it off in a fight. You are creating authorial intent that doesn't exist. Therefore, it's an opinion. It says that because you're complaining about the camera, and we are saying it's easier in these situations if you get good at not locking on. Yes, but that is not a logically sound argument. Because the problem exists... Therefore, you're not supposed to do that. No, it could literally just be that the camera's not working well. Serious coffee suggestion here says, We the people. My wife and I just ordered some. She mentioned the Frickmas blend. I explained what that was, and she mentioned a more regular seasonal blend might be a banger. We looked into it, and it's just, we can't get it quick enough right now, and it requires a lot more upfront cost and the coffee sales have also slowed down. So we think there might be grounds to do a seasonal, a more regular seasonal um, flavor next year. We, we, we did think about doing it this year, and it just didn't make sense. Yo, what's good, Zubair? I think y'all are just talking in circles around the issue. There's two options on the problem, and each of us take our own position. I don't see this discussion being too productive. Yeah, I feel like I'm taking issue with saying you're not supposed to do that. That's like imperative language. I'm like, no, that's not. No, because it works poorly does not equate imperative. Like that's not a logically way to, that's not a logical way to think through it. Oh, it's running. It's, it's working poorly. Therefore, I shouldn't do it. What? No, no, it might just not be. It might just be working poorly. There was, there was times in Dying Light 1 that the grappling hook worked poorly and you wouldn't, and you would inconsistently mantle and then fall. Well, I guess I'm not supposed to use the grappling hook here. No, it just didn't work consistently. You don't jump to the, you're not supposed to just because it didn't work well. You're completely missing the point. No, I'm not. I am not missing the point. You've made your point ten times over. I don't say it's not a solution. I say it doesn't negate the fact that it's there and they could fix it. Concluding that something's not working well, therefore I just shouldn't use the mechanic instead of just being like, no, the camera's just working poorly. No, you're intended to not lock on. What? What? Maybe it can't work well all the time. 
Maybe there are instances where it has to be sacrificed for boss or environmental design. It's been an issue for 15 plus years. Right. That, I think, is a better look at it. It's like, sometimes the rooms are just going to do this. Sometimes the environments are going to do this. Sometimes the boss agility is going to do this. That doesn't then therefore mean you're not intended to use lock-on all the time. It's you. You're the cause, player. What? 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 No. It's environmental. It's circumstantial. It's not... It's it's not it's not an imperative on the player to stop using it. People to this day don't understand that you can just catch the warp and skip the turbo tunnel in Battletoads. If you don't if you just don't play that level, the game isn't too hard. I'm not sure what point you're making, Derek. The purpose of lock on is to make sure your hits land. It's not for your eyes to see where the boss is. So that's why you should only use it when you want your hits to land. Hence, use it intermittently. That, But see, again, that's just a player choice thing. I never said intended. I said it can be a solution. Not that, it, uh, not that it's not poorly implemented. See, anonymous person, I think you're missing the fact that I'm talking to more than just you. I'm not just talking to you. I was also engaging with Googly Moogly. And Googly is saying you're not intended to use it all the time. You're not supposed to use it all the time. Like, what? It may just be working poorly, or it may be an intentional design choice. Nobody said you should never lock on. I'm saying it's a valuable skill you're refusing to learn. Okay, so now you've adjusted your argument. Do you see why I took issue with what you were saying? You were using imperative language. You're not supposed to be doing that. What? What do you mean I'm not supposed to be doing that? It's in the game. It's designed. It's there. To, it's there. To, it's there to be used in fights. What are you talking about? It's, that's not the same as saying, "Well, you can get good at unlocking and eating around this, eating around this when it happens." Okay, I can, but I shouldn't have to. When they could adjust arena size and make changes so it doesn't happen. Secure had a completely different boss and environmental design. Secure actually makes my point. Because the camera was completely crap with Demon of Hatred. Camera and lock-on was garbage with Demon. Two separate coffee orders incoming. I forgot to update the cart to three when confirming the first order, so I had to go back and do another to order two more. Oh, that's unfortunate, gang. Sorry you had to do that. Arena size would not fix a camera issue, Lamau. Oh, am I the? Am I, is it? Is it's funny? My point's hilarious to you. I'm sorry that I'm so stupid that you need to condescend me by typing Lamau at the end of your sentence. What a what a dizzying intellect, Lamau. <laughs> Arena size would not fix a camera issue, Lamau. Yes, it would. Because, do you understand why the camera does what it does? Do I need to explain it to you? I think I do. Lamau, it's because it runs into stuff. It hits stuff. Have you ever seen me do a quasi-photo mode in Elden Ring? Do you know how I do it? I make the camera bump into stuff, so it suddenly zooms in on my face, and I can take a nice picture of my character. So yeah, arena size would 100% affect camera issues. Lamau, am I doing it right now? Note that so he doesn't have to pay shipping twice. 
He already has. What do you mean? Oh, so, but we're, 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 we're going to print one label. He already has though, creature. How do we not do that? You fight the boss on the edge of the arena and you blame the camera. Yep. That's what I do every time. You're right. It's on, it's my fault. Did you know there's a setting to make your camera not collide? Yeah, but then it's not that 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 causes other problems though. That again isn't a solution. Oh, you're also telling me to calm down. Whew, man, you are. <laughs> As for Lamau, I use it pretty much every comment, so calm down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> calm down. Wow. Maybe learn how to not be a douchebag. That's that spend skill points in that skill tree. That's douchey. It's extremely douchey to like type something and then end it with Lamau. You sound like a douchebag, so I'm helping you. Calm down, Lamau. <laughs> like rip like criticizing somebody's opinion and then putting Lamau at the end of it. That's douchey. So like you you do you, do you want to sound like a douchebag in chat? Cuz when I read that, that's what you sound like. I'm like that guy's being a douchebag. That's douchey. K L O L, yeah, just wear it, bro. Camera and lock on are not the same issue. You're being rude too. How am I being rude by disagreeing with people? Yo, it's good, King Arthur. How is it not a solution? Your whole premise seems to be that wall collisions a problem. No, that's not my whole premise. And you from guys really, really struggle with holistic argumentation consumption. You take one element of the argument and you think you've done something. No. I said the arena and zooming out the camera. Oh my gosh. Ding, 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 ding. There's two elements of the argument. So no, I didn't just say arena size. I said arena size and zoom out the camera. Why? Because the agility of what Melania does creates breaking, like broken camera movement and tracking. The arena size also plays a role. The pillars in Malekith's room also plays a role. You're just picking one element of my argument and saying, the whole premise is that it's collision. No, it's part of it. If you made the arena larger and zoomed out the camera, her agility wouldn't break the camera's neck and you'd be able to see what the frick is going on. Arena size would also help because her agility ends up putting you into positions where collision happens. Every boss issue runs into the same camera issue as Melania. Man, I'm telling you, you guys are really struggling with just basic argumentation. Did I say every boss fight? No. I said I was literally pointing out issues with Melania specifically and Malekith and said they could have made adjustments to the arena and the camera and it would have minimized a lot of these problems. And I was told, don't use lock-on. My issue with that was you made the game, you made her that fast, and you made the arena size. You could adjust arena size and camera zoom to compensate for the fact that she's really fast and breaks the camera's neck. 
I've not said anything about every boss. I've not said it's all collision. I've not said any of these. I'm talking about particular instances where the camera breaks down. They could make adjustments to the fight to minimize those camera issues instead of telling me to not use lock-on. You're talking about the camera issues if it's the camera in its entirety. Nope, I didn't do that either. Gee, Christmas. Is that three strikes? You're out. Go back to the go back to the dugout. You're just swinging and missing, my friend. I didn't say it was the camera in its entirety. I never once said that. We were specifically talking about when that happens, they could make adjustments to minimize it happening. They're the ones that made the fight and the arena and her speed and agility. And it's not on me to be like, well, I just won't use the lock-on mechanic because it's bad in this fight. We were specifically talking about when it's bad, they could make adjustments to make it less bad as opposed to boy oh boy you from software guys just don't use the lock on what the frick does it what that no they could fix it they could literally patch it they could do things to adjust it so it doesn't happen as for increased camera it would affect level design as not to cause camera issues in the normal game the best solution would be to play test certain bosses to see which need camera. Maybe, well, but I no, but when you're in a room like that, when you go into Melania's room, they could just zoom the camera out a little bit. It wouldn't mess with anything. Zooming the camera out would potentially cause new issues. Maybe that's why they don't do it. Right, I'm not I'm not saying that that is the solution. I'm saying there are things they could do to minimize it. It's really easy to prove that. Okay, it's very easy to prove that. Because there's plenty of times in the game where it simply doesn't happen. So all you have to do is analyze when does it happen, when doesn't it happen. Is there a bridge between these environments, fights, animation, speeds, and player move? I'm, I'm sorry, enemy movement to maybe minimize it? You know what I'm saying? They can do it. They do it in lots of the fights. Every fight, the camera's not breaking its neck and messing up. So they could do things. They could say, yes, let's try and tweak this. And when they don't, and people are like, well, just don't use the camera. Get good. Um, don't use lock-on. Just good at not using lock-on. I'm like, gee, many Christmas. What's it like to just accept bad design? And being like, well, I admit it's bad design, but you can do this to solve it. I'm like, okay. That, that again that again doesn't get around the problem it's just you working and adding I guess more skill to your repertoire to get around the bad design increased camera I bet would mess with players I haven't played with modded camera modes oh mods camera mods yeah I'm not saying that that's what they would have to do I'm just saying there's options the slightest bit of a zoom out might not mess with you. Because I didn't they do that in Sekiro? I swear there are fights where the camera is not as zoomed in. I never had issues with the camera during Melania. I did elsewhere. That's a good indication that it's something we were doing and not an issue with the fight itself. I mean, maybe. A lot of it does come down to positioning, but 
her particular animations were breaking the camera for me. Like, it was like I couldn't tell what was happening. The problem is the bosses. Their moves have pushed the camera to its limits. We agree it's bad design and they can change it. You're getting at it. It's advice not being a bad camera apologist. Right. But again, Anonymous, you're forgetting that I'm not just talking to you. You're treating every point I make as if you're the only person I'm talking to. I was pushing back against notions in the chat that, oh, you're, but you're not meant to do that. No, 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 no. No. Agreeing that it's bad design and then concluding that you're not meant to do that. Those things are not connected logically. They're not. I have nothing wrong with you saying it's bad design and you can either struggle with it or you can try and get better at not using lock on. There's nothing wrong with saying that. I just pushed back and said, that's just not a solution. Like it's a solution, but it's not the true solution. The true solution would be them designing it to, to run better and to run smoother. I took issue with when I started seeing in the chat, I was being told, but well, you're not supposed to do that. And it's like, wait, 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 wait. Th- these things are mutually exclusive. It's bad design, ergo the player's not supposed to do this. Wait, 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 wait. It's either bad design or it's not. So if you're going to assert that I'm not supposed to do it, and that's an objective fact, that's what I was told. It's an objective fact that you're not meant to use lock-on in every fight. That's what I was told. Then you cannot assert it's bad design. It has to be good design because it's just part of the way the game is built. I think they've settled on the best lock-on mechanic they can without sacrificing enemy and environmental designs. Yeah, and that's fine. And I'm totally allowed to freaking hate it. Right? <laughs> Hang on, we had a lot of coffee orders. What's going on here? Um, Hang on, I gotta get rid of the PayPal one so I can thank you guys. I think we have two, two people that ordered. We have the light... Oh, Imori ordered a light bag and then I got one dark... I got two more dark going to Ganks. Thank you, Ganks and Amori. Guys, thanks for those orders. This is a bad time to mention the salt shakers. <laughs> In the Melania fight, even if you shut off the settings for aiming, the game auto locks on her anyway. It's ridiculous. It's the weakest element of the game design, camera plus player. It's not that you're meant to unlock at times, is that is the solution that the Fromheads have grown accustomed to using because it's a working solution. And Fromheads just say crap like get good. Right, and listen, like, I wasn't saying that doesn't work. I was saying, come on, that's not really a solution. You're letting them off the hook. And I guess like what Eugene is saying. It's, it's been like this in every game, so we just people just accept it. They're just like, yep, you just gotta turn you just gotta turn lock on off sometimes. <clears throat> I'll note that if Elden Ring felt like a brand new IP from a young studio, <clears throat> these issues would be easier to forgive, but it's fairly seen as more of a sixth or seventh entry in a series, so it's hard to let it pass. You can hate it, and yes, you can say it's bad in those instances, and yes, you can say, don't use lock on here because it's bad. All those statements I'm totally fine with. 
I I got way more strong in my pushback when I was told it's an objective fact that you are not supposed to use lock on all the time and I was like no I don't agree with that you're attributing intent that's never been spoken and that's and that again would come down to opinion even if like a from software expert was like oh yeah you're not intended to do this I'd be like I mean that's your opinion think of it this way if it's the most efficient way to deal with the problem then I could say you're intended to summon an NPC summon co-op and summon a magic spell every time why it's the most efficient way to beat every boss in the game just because it's the most efficient way to handle the problem doesn't mean you're supposed to do it that's why the logic was breaking down for me you can't simply say this is the most efficient way to handle it ergo that means you're supposed to do this well then you're supposed to summon every time because that's the most efficient way to beat all of the bosses do you see why the logic doesn't track that's what I got hung up on I was like wait a minute you can't say that it being an issue is just your opinion whoever said that in chat that comments assuming it's not exactly how they want it to be and just doesn't suit your taste but it doesn't mean it's an issue I think Sandy says it's sense to have a small target lock on rotate oh big target flying stop lock on these are not issues where everyone is not having them these are personal slights to the way you play to someone else no no I was talking about Melania and the dragons I don't accept that on the dragons ink sanity because I turned off tracking on the dragons and you still can't see what the frick's going on there are specific instances where you fight the dragons that I think are brain dead stupid like what is this I can't see where he is oh we went late shoot I mean, longer than three hours now. Uh, innocent. Yeah, okay, hang on. Da, 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 da. We got we to gotta move on to gameplay. That's also a false equivalency, I think. I agree with what you're saying. No, 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 no. I'm not saying they're equivalent, Anonymous. I'm saying that can't be the argumentation. The argumentation cannot be, this is the most efficient solution, ergo, you're supposed to do it. Do you see how those things aren't connected? That's what I was trying to show you. I can show you the single most efficient way to do something in a game like this. That doesn't mean that I can then conclude that's what you're supposed to do. That's what was being argued. This is the most efficient way to do with the bad camera crap. Therefore, this is what you're supposed to do. That's what I was taking issue with. You can't jump to the imperative. When I hear an imperative... I'm like, all right, you're going to have to make a really good argument. You just created an imperative. I ought to do this. I ought not to do this, right? right? Oughts and ought nots are imperatives. And when you're going to create an imperative, you can't just base it off of efficiency. Because especially in this game, you cannot create an imperative from, from, a, from an efficiency standpoint. This idea that like, like, what would that be called? Is that a pragmatic imperative? I actually don't know. That was my issue. That was my issue where I felt like it was breaking down. I was like, no, 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 no. You can't say that. You can't say that. That's not true. It, And that's why I took issue with it. <clears throat> Excuse me. 
Uh, we're gonna we're gonna lightning quick go go to gameplay because I don't want this stream to be longer uh, than three hours. I'm gonna put a link in chat. It just scolded me for not using quit game. I thought they fixed that. Alright, I'm putting a link in chat of where we're going in case redirect doesn't work. And we gotta go here. Changes. Nope. Creepy chicks like making noise over there. It's like <laughs> weird. Hey, thanks for clicking on the video. Continuing our Elden Ring live gameplay series, streaming new game plus. We have moved over and rolled over into New Game Plus. We had a great conversation this morning uh, with, you know, people talking about the end game. I take issue with the end game. I base a lot of my argumentation not just off of my experience and my own opinions, but also a great video from Joseph Anderson. And if you want to check out his video, it's an amazing one about how Elden Ring is a uh, broken masterpiece. And I'm going to bring over everybody with redirect from this morning's stream as well. If you are not subscribed to this channel, 